Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Eight Dice D&D podcast. I am, as always, your host and master of dungeons, Tim Saunders. Jackson's just over here doing drugs. doing some drugs, but that's no. all good. Uh, as you can see, we have got a slightly diminished party uh, today. We only have James Bradshaw as Farrand. Hello, I'm Farrand. I'm James Bradshaw. <laughs> what? Got that in the wrong order there. But that's okay. Uh, we have Maddie Donahue as Ari. Hello, I'm Madison Donahue as Ari. Ow, ow, the water just spat in my eye. And we have, after he finishes doing his stolen pharmaceuticals, uh, Jackson Woodward as Feegolb. That's me, baby. So we are missing uh, Charlotte and Dylan BP as Flintlock and Duva. Uh, they will be back, hopefully, maybe even hopefully. next session. We don't really know yet. Um, they we, are both currently just, visiting the UK. So that just, was like, never going to work. Two, because of time two lit zones, candles on the, on, the, on the screen, two lit candles for them. I don't have any candles. Uh, they have fresh blood in their We might be able to hit the candle emoji. Yeah, hit the uh, candle emoji. All right. Come on, everyone. Here we go. Hit, hit the candle emote. <laughs> Could you imagine being born in the UK? I that almost really hit the menorah. You'd, you'd have to keep going back. You'd have to, like, miss D&D. Um, we're going to jump straight into it, firstly, yeah. with the intro. <gasps> Last time on the Eight Dice, our party of adventurers with gold in hands left the Administrator Citadel to tie up some loose ends within the walls of Solaris before departing for adventures anew. After leaving Rasmussen to begin his exile outside the city walls, they spoke to some goblins and soon figured out that Feegolp had ended up inside the sewers of Solaris in the Dunglord's Burrow and was putting up a bit of resistance to the other goblins who, naturally, wanted to make him work on his sanitation duties. Before departing for the borough, they visited the Congregation of Inebriation, which was in a considerable state of disrepair since the storm of Zakar tore through it during their first night in Solaris. They were informed by the two halflings they rescued during that storm that passage in and out of the city was becoming increasingly difficult due to the war in the north now spreading across the Elvish East, the recent attacks on the city by the pirate group the Blazing Sails, and the rise of undead trawling the Azua Sea. So the party offered to take the halflings to Nialdra on the ship that they had used to travel to Solaris, currently owned by Dr. Moss. They also extended this offer to Spiri, the tiefling barmaid they also saved during that fateful night. Farron's parents offered him the ownership of his family's ancestral home, Bilbrass Keep, if he wanted it. But first, the mystery of the food that would suddenly appear overnight and cause strange, magical effects if consumed, along with the bones that lay in the cave below the keep, had to be solved. The party met up with Figol, taking him out of the burrow and smuggling him incognito out of the city entirely to avoid suspicion. 
Figot was adamant that he was innocent and didn't destroy the tower, but nobody in the party believed him except maybe <laughs> Ari. Returning to Belbrass Keep, as night settled in, Ari and Farrand both sampled the magical food this time. For Ari, this resulted in a temporary magical power, but for Farrand, he developed a brief, strange phobia of Ari herself. Later, during Figob's night watch, he heard the sounds of cooking coming from the kitchen. Upon investigation, he and Farrand found tiny glowing spirits of all colours operating the kitchen, cooking up all kinds of foods. So, that is where we are going to start today. One could say uh, the cooking We are actually going to start with you, Ari. Me? So, um... Me? Yes, you. Uh, what's your passive perception? Oh, it's actually pretty high TBH. Okay. It is 16. Okay, with a 16, um, I'm going to say Farron, considering how heavy set you are as a Loxodon, and you've got your big Loxodon uh, legs that when, you know, you, you dash down uh, down the spiral staircase to join Figolb um, after you saw him heading downstairs, seemingly abandoning his post during the Night Watch. Um, and as you dash down those stairs as quickly as possible, I'm going to say that commotion also woke up you, Ari. So, Ari, from your perspective, you've just heard this intense shuffling of feet. It could be Duva, it could be Farron, it could be an intruder. You don't really know. Um, hmm. But you just hear this very, very stomp, 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 stomp uh, heading away from you. So you're currently on the second floor, sleeping in one of the bedrooms of Bill Brosky, yep. uh On a pretty uh, shitty straw mattress. Unless you've just rolled out your bedroll uh, onto the stone floor, because that might even be more comfortable, honestly. Um, I think she, like, may have put her bedroll on a mattress. <laughs> okay. She's bougie. Wow. Um, so she is going to, like, jolt up, and mm -hmm. she took her braids out when she she went to bed, so it's just a f mess of hair. Um, and then she, like, observes, she listens out, and then she just goes, Oh, fuck. What in fuck's name is that? Let me sleep. And then she what just. Would you? What would you say? Sorry. <laughs> Let me sleep. Okay. And then she jumps out of bed, and she kind of eeny meeny miny moes between the katana and her loot. Mhm. Mm and she just grabs both. Mhm. Mm and then she, like, kind of tiptoes towards the door and cracks it a little. She just does a little peek outside the door. You just, as you crack the door open, you just see the last glimpse of Farron just barreling down the spiral staircase. You just literally see a little little shiny glimmer of his silver gauntlet <laughs> uh, in the torchlight. And it just goes, disappears out of sight. And then you can probably put two and two together by now and mm. sense that if that was Farron, then he's sprinting downstairs very, very quickly. She's just going to go, oh, fuck. And then she quickly opens the door, runs back to bed, grabs her new nifty glove, <laughs> mm -hmm, and then yep. she begins shuffling down to where Farron is. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Farron, from your perspective, you just see Ari out of the corner of your eye, and you can see she's now joined you and Figob. You're both standing in the doorway to the kitchen, and Ari's looking a little bit sort of uh, bedridden, um, not bedridden, but like uh, like she just woke up, so her hair's pretty sort of like bushy and and knotty. She's got a katana, her loot, and this is actually new to you. The last time you saw this, she was just tucking it away in her pack, but she's actually wearing <laughs> this sort of bronze uh, gauntlet, a little bit like yours, but much, much, much like slimmer. 
and it seems to connect to almost like a backpack that she's wearing, but the backpack is made entirely out of glass, um, and it just appears to be completely empty. It's just this empty glass cylinder that's sort of connected with these leather straps that have now um, gone over her shoulders. You have no idea what this is, but Ari has now joined you wearing this, looking like she's jumped out of bed kind of ready for battle. Um, so from the perspective of you two, uh, you've been standing in this doorway for the last few seconds and you've just caught a glimpse of these little multicolored, there's, you know, every single color of the rainbow. These little spirits, and I can, I can actually show you uh, what they look like. So they look a little bit like this. They've got these like little, little beating wings. They've got these very, very long noses um, and these tiny little bodies. And they're really, really tiny. They're only like a couple of inches each. They're all glowing different colors and they're somewhat transparent. There's probably about 20 or 30 of them in total inside this kitchen. Uh, and they're all uh, cooking the food. They're all operating the stations. It takes like two or three of them to just operate like a single ladle that's stirring uh, soup. Um, you see them uh, with various different crates open all around the kitchen and the larder. Just carrying like onions and vegetables. Again, it takes like two or three of them sometimes to carry like a, a big potato or a big onion over into the soup. Uh, and there's just all these different meals of various kinds all being made. Uh, and the kitchen staffed entirely by these tiny little creatures. What are they? I whispered down to Feegold. Ah. Uh, Feegold, make me a history check. <laughs> sure. Do it right now. First roll of the sesh. Mm, bro, I got no fucking idea, bro. That's a, that's a nine. Okay, with a nine, they do look vaguely familiar to you, but you can't really place your finger on it. Harry just kind of shuffles up. There are chefs. <laughs> are they? Um. Are they little ghost goblins? Ah. Uh. They're much, or much, demons? much smaller than a goblin, by the way. Demons? But they do look vaguely goblin-shaped. They've got sort of the long noses. Harry's just gonna walk up behind them and be like, What in fuck's name are you doing trotting around the halls at this hour? Shh! Harry, please. Uh. This is serious stuff. What serious stuff? business. Can I be involved if it's so serious? Yes, but please no. lower your voice. Why? Figob, what should we do? Should we politely ask them why their food is magical? What are you talking about? And then she just kind of looks at to where they're looking. Yeah, and you just see exactly as I described before. Can I do a, a check? Sure. History check? Yep. Yep. Considering they, my possible magic knowledge. Do you think they speak goblin? <laughs> that is a 16. Alright. With a 16, Ari, uh, you think you remember from your time in Blamer Academy. This was a pretty brief lesson, uh, but they did go over the Feywild, the Plane of Dreams, uh, during your studies, uh, because it, it was a source of arcane magic that some people can draw on this, this other plane that they say that people visit while they dream. But it's a bit of a chicken or an egg scenario. Uh, you... It's not... No one's really certain if 
you visit the plane of dreams while you dream, or if the plane of dreams is fueled by people's dreams. Uh, it's very mysterious, and the only people that would really have a lot of knowledge about the plane of dreams are uh, people that can actually visit it. And mostly, that's only full-blooded elves that can do that through a form of meditation. They can actually walk their corporeal form through this plane of dreams, which is this infinite dreamscape um, with various different domains uh, inside it that just stretches on and on and on and on and on. So this is also known as the Feywild, which most people have heard of, but they're not really sure what's inside it. And these things that you're uh, seeing possibly have a connection to the Plane of Dreams. And you know this just by the aura that you're getting off of them. Um, you know, a few times portals to the Plane of Dreams and to the Feywild, which look rather similar to uh, the ones that Feagolb has sort of been coming and going through in, in recent days were actually opened inside of Blademore Academy for the purposes of lessons, and occasionally spirits will be drawn out of those portals uh, for the purposes of entrapment and then study. A little bit inhumane, uh, but you did, during one lesson, see spirits that looked kind of similar to these. Similar sort of shape. Harry takes in all of this information that she had just recounted on, and she just goes, Oi! Fido, they're from the Feywild. Do you know what they are? What? They're from the Feywild. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, why, why would you assume that that makes it so, like, I, I know who, what they are. What? Because of the auras. They look like they've been in the rainbow and you came from the rainbow. Don't, don't, Says who? What? <laughs> because in the recent days and weeks, you just kind of disappeared in the rainbow and you know it's a bit mysterious and eerie and you know different plane that we don't really understand and that's kind of what aura you exude because no one really understands what the fuck you're thinking you know no i got i got i got no clue what what you're talking about okay Sorry. um well, it's okay spirits um, rather than asking what these spirits are, how about what do we do about this? Should we ask them about all the bones underneath this place? And also what they're doing here? And also why they're cooking they're food? Cooking. And also why aren't they eating it themselves? Okay. Who Maybe they're cooking for a the big spirit. Oh. Well, t- who volunteers to ask... Can they speak common? I I don't know. We we can't know until we try. What languages do you speak, Figol? Me. Um, yeah. Common, Druidic, Elvish, Goblin, Primordial, Sylvan, Fuck. Undercommon. Why do you know so many? <laughs> he's a bit of a he goes all, he's a He's a little polyglot. Uh, Sylvan. Uh, so the Feywild, the Plane of Dreams, Sylvan would probably be... It could potentially talk to spirits from the Plane of Dreams. You know that much. Okay. Who volunteers to try communicate? Okay. So I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna wheel into the doorway. We'll stay back. Like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna wander up to... Uh, to, like, one of the, one of the closer... Mm-hmm. Little spirits. M- maybe one, like... 
carrying a ladle by the doorway. And uh just kinda try try say like Hey <laughs> in the in Sylvan. Do you want to take a bite? <laughs> uh no. Now I was just wondering uh what what's going on exactly. Take a bite! And as you're speaking to them, uh, every single word is actually pronounced by a different uh, Mephit spirit. Sick. So <laughs> every on every word, or occasionally every second word, the voice changes, changes, but it all sounds exactly the same, more or less. Just slight undulations in pitch between Mephit's talking. I'm scared. But yeah, as, as you're as you're speaking, uh, Figob, the com- the sentence that's coming back to you is just coming from all over. Ah. Uh... Okay. So, hey guys. Um. So. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> are you talking to them? Uh. <laughs> Have to cook? Need to cook? Can't cook in. The domain? No longer. Have to cook? Need to cook? Take a bite. <laughs> what? What are you. Who? Who? Or what, I don't judge, are you cooking for? Ourselves? Anyone else? Take a bite? I love them. Why, 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 are you, why are you cooking? Have to cook. Why? It's what we do. Why? From the domain of hunger. Does anyone know what that is? Still, like <laughs> behind me, you guys, you, you guys they, know they, what? They they can't understand what's happening. <laughs> we have no what, idea what, what you're saying. Uh, because what neither of them speak Sylvan. We're freaked out um, a little bit. We're freaked out. Why did they do keep saying do, do random the, things together? Do you know? Do you know what the like domain of hunger is? Uh, if anyone here I knows I about the domain, it's probably you. Do I know what the domain of hunger is? Uh, so. Yeah, your knowledge about the Feywild is actually somewhat limited, Feegold. Even though you have... I mean, you, you pretty much would know that the place you've been sort of going to and then occasionally getting ejected back out of and then returning to uh, over the last few days, you've got an inkling that that could be the Feywild. Um, but the, the dreamscape that you've been wandering through is so sort of confusing that you haven't... And also, you're not really of a very academic mind either. Um, so you haven't really uh, actually studied any kind of literature. From, so from your perspective, um, you've kind of just been wandering through this sort of strange dreamscape. And your knowledge would be somewhat limited. So I don't know if you would recognize that word, no. But um, Ari can try making a history check. <laughs> can do, buckaroo. Roll big number. <laughs> An 11. Okay. Uh... Yeah, Ari, that doesn't really... I mean, you, you know that uh, the Feywild, or the Plane of Dreams, uh, has various different domains inside of it, where dreams are kind of, like, compartmentalized. So, for example, dreams about hunger would be in... take place in the domain of hunger. But you don't really know any more than that. Oh, yeah, I know heaps about that. <laughs> yeah, so... The the what would what did you call it the hunger domain? So more or the, less the the Feywild you see is they say it's a 
dreams. And some people have dreams about hunger, and that's what it is, I think. That That's that's all I know. More like dreams okay. about eating, like poor, you know, yes, famished children, maybe? Maybe. That's a bit dark. Um, <laughs> I'm just spitballing here, man. I was thinking more like, you know, like gluttons just dreaming about the next sandwich. But you just... Anyways, so what are these fellas saying? And why do they they talk like the same but different words and it's kind of adorable? I think they, uh, they're just cooking and they were asking if you oh. want some. Oh, I'll have some. Why not? I'll have some too. Uh, you know, I'm, hey, uh, I'm a big fan. Hey, Mr. Um... Mr. Spirit people. What do I what do I call you by the way? Mefit? Mefit. Like Mefit? Like singular? Mefit? <laughs> I is love it, them. Like, it like, like it, it, is Mefits a thing? Mefit? And then <laughs> they just keep repeating the, the word Mefit again coming from a different one every single time. Okay, well, Mefit uh can can this one, the elfy looking guy, God. can she try? Uh, <laughs> wow. Can she can, can she hair, try some it? of your some of your food? Maybe she's uh, hungry. Apparently, love to cook, love to eat. Take it. And they're just like stirring. Uh, th- th- that one that voice was coming from uh, one of the ones that's just stirring the sort of stew uh, in the pot in the center that's boiling. And as you go over Figolb does look like it's edible. Looks like it's been cooked through. That's you. Doesn't look nasty. It smells pretty good. They are. They want you to eat the stew. Okay. What did you say their names were? Uh, Mifit. Me Mifit. Mifit. Just Mifit. Mifit. Just Mifit. Singular. All of them. Plural. Okay. Do they I, speak? I, do you know if they speak common? I. Uh, I, I, they don't even really speak <laughs> Sylvan, really. <laughs> Is that what you're speaking? Um, then she just kind of looks at the one with the ladle, and she just kind of waves. There's at it. several all holding onto the wavel. There's like four of them because they're so <laughs> tiny. They're all holding onto the wavel. So you wave at it. As as you wave at it, they uh, all fly down and dunk the ladle into the stew. They bring it up. There's like a little sprig of uh, broccoli in there. Uh, there's also a little chunk of pork and a little chunk of potato in this like soupy stew. And they Delicious. then start to like fly with their little wings uh, the Aww. ladle over to you. Ari just kind of is ready to take a sip. Mm-hmm. She gives it a little, a little blow. And then she takes a sip. Okay. Uh, roll me a d100, please. <laughs> You explore- I love them. That's classic. That's classic. They're so cute. 54. Ooh, okay. Uh-oh. I, I didn't like how you said that. All right. Uh... What? No, don't roll. Oh, stop rolling. Don't yell in my ear, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I need to keep track of that. Um, could you, could you imagine we come back and just like all three of us are just dead and like Dylan right. and Charlotte are the only characters left? <laughs> yeah, like, Good luck in Niagara. Flintlock, you wake up and go downstairs right. and see three corpses of your friends. 
All right, Ari, uh, nothing appears to happen as you sip down the stew and <laughs> How does it chow taste? down on the pork. Just tastes good. Tastes like good stew. She gives a good thumbs up. Roll, 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 type, 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 type. Nothing happens. Nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> she turns to well, Feegolb and says, Nothing happens up. immediately. I wouldn't have taken a note from it if nothing was going to happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> she turns to Feegolb and gives him a thumbs up and says, Tell them I say it's really delicious. They're good cooks. Tell them I said that, please. He's got to say the opposite. I got a vibe. Don't eat too much. What'd they say? Oh. Uh, they said loud. they're... Happy for your hospitality. Don't eat too much. Bigger belly. Bigger belly downstairs. Uh, what? they said there's a fat guy downstairs. <laughs> there's what? a There's a- What? There's a fat guy downstairs? There's what does a that mean? Downstairs. Is that the there's bones? There's a man living in your basement. Is that the bones? Is that the bo- Ask them about the bones in the basement. Yo, what's up with the, uh, what's, what's up with the bones in the basement, by the way? What's, what's going on there? He boils below. He likes to eat. Uh, he he boils below. Hey, boy. They are. Uh, they they reckon he uh he boils below and and uh, the fat guy. I'm assuming they're talking about the fat guy. I huh? don't know if I what? want to investigate the man who boils hmm? below Farron's family basement. Does he boil people? Is that what's I happening mean, here? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Would 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 uh, Mr. Mr. Method with the uh, with the one who boils below? Would he eat or be a danger to us? He likes to eat people. He likes to eat. Please answer with either yes or no. <laughs> does does he eat? Does he eat people? Can't tell lies. He likes to eat. What's he saying? Ah, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan of food, apparently. Ah. I can understand their food's delicious. Pushed out of the domain. Ah, uh, they got evicted. The Sorry. dream became a nightmare. Ah, uh, they uh, they uh, went. They're going through some uh, some tough times, apparently. Oh, that's not good. Do they need any help? Oh, no. Yeah, do you guys need a you guys need a hand with something? He likes to eat. <laughs> okay. You want us to kill him? Is that what you Use the talisman. Kill the guardian. What what talisman? Push out of the domain. What what talisman? And <laughs> as you say that figolb uh, who has the highest passive perception here? Well, Me. actually, yes, it, but for hearing, for hearing, it's technically Farron, because Farron's got his Mine's big, 16. Oxidon my ears. big ears. My big ears. Yes. Uh, Farron, you hear a bang, 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 coming from behind you. Guys, I'm hearing some very loud banging coming from behind me. <laughs> Wait, and I turn around. Uh, make me a... Perception check with advantage. Hey! Very good. Let me roll another one. Hey! That's 18 plus 4. 22! That's very, very good. 
Uh, as you turn around, you hear that banging. It's very loud to you, but to you, uh, Figob and Ari, it's kind of faint until Figob, not Figob, sorry, until Farrand points it out, and then you're like, oh yeah, I, I can hear a banging. Farrand, you can pinpoint where it's coming from, and it's coming from below you, more specifically, it's coming from the trap door that leads to the underground cave and the underground river that you guys were investigating before where the bones were. Um, uh, guys, I think, I think the one who boils might be coming up. Uh, should, should we hide, or, or would they tittle on us? They, uh, they said something about using the talisman to defeat the Guardian. I have no clue what that means. Awesome. You just hear another bang, 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 bang. Should we hide? Uh, you guys want to hide? What are you going to do? Uh, Aries? What if, what if we just, like, put something really heavy on the trapdoor? I've got a feeling he might just boil that, you know? Push it over. What about uh, me? What if I stand on it? Will he, like, reach up? I don't want you to possibly reach up? Reach his hand up and, like, go right up through, or what? Aries just going to crawl under a table. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Ari, you can crawl under uh, one of these kitchen tables that the meat fits are boiling, uh, like stew and, uh, you know, chopping ingredients on. Um, so you're now prone underneath that table. Figol, what are you doing? I am, uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask again the meat fits. Mm -hmm. uh, is the Guardian... The fat one that boils below. Guardian was... Killed? Injured? Maybe? Inside the domain. Oh. Talisman was taken. By the nightmare. Is the one who boils below the nightmare? Is that the guy? Nightmare... Comes for the waking world. And you just hear another bang, 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 Farron, what are you doing? I'm getting ready, bro. I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out my big trusty mace. And I'm mm -hmm. ready. I'm ready. I'm assuming. Okay. Are you ready in action? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna swing, bro. I'm just gonna swing. I'm not gonna be nice to this guy. I don't feel like being nice to the one who boils below. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're doing a ready to action. Uh, yep. what's the condition? Um, anything comes through the gate? Anything comes through the gate, I will drop a little cheeky whack down there. Okay. Actually, I'll use my, I'll use my, I'll use, I'll use, I'll use old boy, the sword. I'll use my nice <gasps> great sword, Mr. Mr. Lethix. Alright, so while Figob's trying to get a straight answer out of these Lethics. things, uh, <laughs> Ari, you have, I'm gonna go ahead and move you, uh, underneath there, because you are now lying prone. Uh, underneath the table. Hell yeah. Farrand, you are ready in action. You're drawing this massive sword. The legend. And you're now pointing it at the trap door. You hear another bang, 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 bang. He's going to go ahead and make an attack on the trap door. Whatever it is. Real that is successful. There's another bang, bang, bang on the trap door. Uh, Fig, Alvin, Farrand, you can both see this arrow. You have no idea what's going on. You're just hearing noise around yep. you. Um... But Farrand and Figolb, you hear another bang. You can see the trap door is starting to splinter and break apart. But then, oddly, the trap door uh, seems to turn from a solid, from wood, into like a liquid. 
almost like it's turning into this weird, like, sludgy acid. And it just starts dripping away like wet, crumpling paper. And with a massive bang from out of the trapdoor comes this creature. So What on God's oh, no! earth is that? It's this very, very large uh, yeah. blue-coloured slimy creature. It's just got no real um, exact form. You can't make out any particular features. It's, it's the fucking semen demon that's come for us. <laughs> Why does it look like just a this, dog? Oh, just God. this like tidal wave of blue slime just goes and begins to erupt out of the trapdoor. And what once was the trapdoor is now just flecks of seemingly boiling hot acid that's just flying this way and that. So Farron, go ahead and make me your strike. Uh, by the way, he should be here. He shouldn't be there. Hey, that's 17 plus... That's my strength, right? Yes. That's I think so. Plus I don't know. It's your character. So that's 22 to hit. 22, that is going to hit. Alright, and that's 1d12 or 2d6. I haven't, I haven't managed to hit anyone with old boy yet. Uh, it is a d12. And it is a uh, plus one to hit, this sword. Wow! That's a 23 to hit, that's sick! I will just message that to you. That's seven plus my strength, which is two. Nine regular slashing okay. damage. I go... And I just cleave right through, but... Yeah. Alright, so, you take out Lephus, and you make a slash towards this uh, strange blue slime that's now coming towards you. Uh, it almost kind of looks like the symbiote uh, from Spider-Man, but coloured blue instead of black. Oh yes, my favourite and... film in <laughs> Well, Ari doesn't know this, but Maddie the player knows what that looks like. <laughs> um, let's get rid of that one, and that one. Uh, and you do seem to do some degree of damage. It doesn't appear like there's any particular damage resistance on that. Farrand, uh, you take out Lephus and you swipe at it, and the slime is very, very large, but then as you slash at it, you manage to slash some of the slime away, and as it moves away from the main form of its body, it seems to just kind of diminish and just turn into a pile of just clear liquid and then just fall uh, and splash, rather, um, onto the stone. So the overall size of this slime appears to get just slightly, like, say, 10% smaller. Um, everyone roll for initiative. Yay! Let's go! Let's go! Dang it. Dagnabbit. Oh! <laughs> Yo, girl. That's a nat woman, 20. Woman under the table, roll big number. I still have I still have plus zero to initiative. This royalty free music is a bop, Tim. Thank you. It's not royalty free. Yes it is. What are you talking about? That's probably why it's a bop. Now royalty free music can be good. Uh The listeners right. will love this royalty free battle music. How did we do for initiative? Seven. Alright. Twenty. Twenty-four technically. 
24. Jesus Christ. Sheesh. Jeez, Ari, how about you stop cheating? <laughs> My bad. Uh, all right, Farron, what do we get? Seven. <laughs> Figob, what'd you get? Four. Four. <laughs> oh, no. God damn, Ari, you outstripped everyone, and you're the one hiding behind the table. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Underneath the table, rather. Bye. Uh, so, Ari, we are going to start with you. Okay. Ari, from your perspective, uh, you actually can't see what's going on. Damn, no. <laughs> No, you no are prone underneath on. the table. It's pretty dark under here because it is nighttime. There are torches that Mephits have lit. You can, however, uh, hear the sounds of um, sludge sludging. Well, you can hear the sounds of the sludge uh, coming up from. It seems to be north. So it's just like. You should very, start like, an weird, ASMR like, channel. Yeah, like mucusy sound like that, like. Uh. Uh, you also heard the banging as well. You yep. can hear Farrand, uh, you know, sounds of battle as he's slashing away at this thing, but you don't know exactly what it is. You can't see it. You can, however, detect um, that the Mephits all around you have dropped their tools all of a sudden. Um, so you can just hear the clattering and you can see it as well if you, you know, turn your head this way and that in your prone position underneath the table. The knives and, like, spoons and forks and... Uh, big wooden spoons as well. All these kitchen implements are just being dropped all around you. They're just down tools immediately. And it's now just this swirling uh, cacophony of multicolored light um, all around you as if the Mephits are sort of moving somewhere all as one, as a collective. It's a total wild. rave going on inside here. What do you want to do? Ari is just kind of gonna... She's gonna look up and go... Figo! What the fuck is happening? Figo! Uh, good question. <laughs> what I'm can really you one, see? I'm the only one here without dark vision, man. Uh, it's a big old, uh, big there old... Are, there, are, there are torches lit. It's dim light, Farron. It's not total darkness. It's I a big old splooge. Where is he? We're getting, uh, we get... We're getting attacked by a by a by a big old splooge thing. It I seems. Can... Oh shit! And then she's gonna kind of do the like Scooby Doo run as she tries to stand up. Mhm. Mm and she's gonna kind of carefully roll out from underneath the table. And then she's gonna stand up, so that's half my movement. I don't know why she's moving. Five. And she's gonna stand. Run out next to. Uh, you can uh, move through allies, but you take a movement penalty for that. Alright, well, she's standing here. Well, I, I, James, uh, do you take a movement penalty for that? Um, if they're <laughs> I'm small. I'm asking the, the rules. Lawyer. If they're small, then probably not. Figo wasn't small, size. he's medium, and you're also medium. So small. I think it. I am small. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Right, uh, well, in that case, uh, that's half your movements. So that's five, and then ten through Figold. However, you can't get through Farron. You'd have to go yeah. diagonal like that. She's just She'd gonna be look Farron. out and go. She. No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she's just. I don't think she does that. Um. She's just gonna look and go. What in the god's name is that? What uh, is that? The 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 fella that boils. He's boiling. He's boiling. 
Oh lord. <laughs> and then she is going to ready. I say ready as if it's something she could just ready. It's automatic! Sorry, fellas. And she's going. It's been a very long time since we played combat, it's alright, guys. Yes. Apologies. I'm gonna be a bit sluggish as well, probably. Okay. Then she's going to quickly grab her loot, which is somehow on top of the glass box, and strum a few notes. And I would like this little sludge thing to make a wisdom saving throw. Well, firstly, I'm going to move you over there, Ari, because you can't occupy the same space as Figgle. <laughs> okay, thank you, fella. Um, but you can move up to there. So, uh, what saving throw is it again? Wisdom. Wisdom. Fifteen, fella. This thing is surprisingly wise. Uh, it fails a fifteen. Fucking ace. Okay. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Alright. That is two. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay, she starts strumming. Do 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 I was asleep in my bed. What was that I hear in my head? Thunk thunk, thunk thunk, a little bitch down. Down below it boils and boils and broods. I wanted a soup, soupy stew, but you, bitch, you bitch, let me sleep. And then it takes three damage. <laughs> that long fucking song for three damage. All right. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, it does look slightly hurt. Uh, yeah. by that. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to do, Ari? It's a dumb fucking bitch. After all that build-up for free damage. Is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is uh, the slime's turn now. It's Ooh. slime time. Slime time. Slime train. Let's take a look at this. Uh, Alright, it is going to use its multi-attack. Ew, no. Illegal. Oh no. God, this music's such a bop. Thanks, man. I composed it myself, if you'll believe that. <laughs> That's really impressive. What do you mean? It's royalty free music. Alright, yeah, uh, Farrand. I'd say zero damage because I'm ripped. Please make me <laughs> a dexterity saving throw. No, I don't want to. <laughs> That's, uh, seven. Alright. It is time for me to die. Oh, just by the way, everyone, uh, that did count as a long rest before, so I hope that you did. <laughs> I'm about yeah. to get everything. boiled. Boiled a lot. Boil! Here comes the one who boils. He's about to boil half my health <laughs> and more. Here comes the one who boils. That is 26 points of acid damage what on you. What the shit I on knew fuck? It. I know it was coming. So, uh, from your perspective, uh, Ari is just shuffled off behind you and she started doing her loot playing. Uh, the thing has then attacked you in response. It just reaches out almost like this like, goopy, slimy arm and it just lashes you with this arm. And as it lashes you, you feel uh, your thick locks on high start to get burned uh, by this acidic 
uh, properties of the slime. It also... Do you have any metal armor on? Oh, I got His gauntlet. The gauntlet doesn't count. It's Zack my metal. Um, no, I don't. I've just got regular ass clothes. Okay. You don't have like. Well, you have leather armor, don't you? But you don't yeah. have metal armor on. No, I don't. Okay. What happens? Um. So it doesn't affect any armor you're wearing, but uh, because the lephus is made out of metal. Um, and you're holding Lephus out as this thing lashes at you. You try and parry it with Lephus, but the slime just goes through Lephus entirely and <gasps> hits you. And then as it retreats its arm back, you see that Lephus, this gleaming, shining, massive sword, has just a little bit of rust on it. And it now has a negative one to its, ace, uh, its attack rolls. No! That was its first attack. <laughs> I'm losing Ugh. all my skin. My skin's gone. Uh, yeah, so you have these the burns under you your skin regained. and Lephus. now has a little bit of rust on his blade. Not too much, but just a little hint of rust. It's also going to make a attack on Figolb. No. Oh no. He saw you, Figolb. He saw you over there doing nothing. I haven't done anything to it. I was, gonna, I, I was gonna try and like talk to it. I, uh, He's racist. This guy's racist, bro. He saw a goblin. This, this thing's pretty aggressive. It's coming at you. Uh, does an eighteen hit? Yeah. Figolb. Yeah, right. it does. Don't worry, bro. It's just twenty-five HP gone. So that is eight points of acid damage to you, Figolb, and make me a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. They're all yeah. a big number. That's, uh... That is 15. Okay. It's after, like, whipping uh, Farrand with one of its arms, another arm then goes out of the main body of this slimy creature, and it also, like, instead of whipping you, it tries to sort of shove you away, Figol. So, uh, as it shoves you away, um, it does do a bit of acid damage to you, and it also pushes you back 10 feet. Um, does not knock you prone, however. So you get pushed back 5, 10, uh, into the corner over here. Uh, where, so you get pushed back into the kitchen where Ari just ran out of, and you can now also see, uh, just the Mephits sort of, like, swarming all around you. As if they're sort of, uh, in a, in a panic. Farron is next. All right. I go, oh, oh, oh. Oh my God. And then, I, I cry out in pain. That's what that was. Ah. Uh. And then, I'm already freaked out because this guy just jumped me and melted all my skin off. I'm not too happy about that. And so I'm going to just straight up, just straight up do it, bro. Do it, Tom. Straight up. Yeah. He's going to do it. I don't know what, what is it, yeah. what it is, but he's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to do something to him. Guardian of Faith, I cast. Without care. Whoops, I accidentally double casted it. It's just one cast. And I put it... You got like a southern that, uh, like preacher kind of voice, like an evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just have to put it right directly on top. What are you talking about? The one about? who boils. Yeah, well, what, what, exact, what exactly is this? 
What do you mean? What exactly is it, bro? It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's Guardian of Faith. I don't know what that's spelled up. He's not Lady Creda. He's not Lady Creda. Right? Oh. A large spectral guardian appears and hovers. It's a big old. It's a big old fucking locks and. No, you use spiritual armor. guardians, I think, before. Uh, this is this is this is Guardian of Faith. This is new, I think. This is new, and uh, basically, it means a large spectral guardian appears and hovers. In a unoccupied space of your uh, unoccupied space of my choice, so I guess I'll put it here. Okay. And yeah, any creature who starts their turn or moves to a space within ten feet of the guardian for the first time on a turn. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, well, I guess it'll be useful. It's a creature hostile to you specifically. Us. Yep. Yeah. Uh, must make a dexterity saving throw. And if it fails, it takes 20. If it succeeds, it takes 10. Oh, it has and to be an guardian... unoccupied space. Well, where exactly are you putting it? Well, I was going to put it here, but I guess I'll put it right here. Yeah, you can put it there. That's safe. And 10 feet for the first time, it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 20 radiant damage on a failed save or harvest. Okay. I see. So, uh, you reach out your gauntlet, you cast this spell, and uh, appearing next to you, Ari, this is the first time you've seen this, um, is this blue uh, spectral loxodon with these flowing ethereal robes um, that just appears in a massive burst of light, almost like it's come out of Farron's gauntlet, and it's now just standing there. So, does it uh, have to roll a dexterity 7 for it now, or is it just the start of the next turn? Um, I think it's just the start of the next turn. Yeah, for the first time on a turn. Uh, yep. I must have seen on Dexterity Saving Throw. I see. Okay. Uh, what else do you want to do with your turn? Um, that was an action. So. And I can only cast one spell per turn. So I guess what I will do is. Pray unto the gods. Um. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> so that's it for your turn? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Next on the order is the Mephits. Fellas! So... You better not do it. Ari and Farron, you can both see this if you turn around, because you're just seeing this, like, you know, swirling multicolored light coming from inside the kitchen. The door is ajar. Uh, however, Figob, you're kind of in the middle of this right now. As you're looking all around you, the Mephits are just moving around and around and around, flying this way and that. Eventually, they all sort of congregate along the south wall, this stone wall, and they all start sort of flying, almost tracing a circle as one. And as they fly, this multicolored kaleidoscopic portal opens up, and it looks very, very similar to the portals that have whisked your way in the past. And just beyond it, you can see this ethereal forest uh, location that now appears to be beyond where uh, this uh, stone wall once was. Uh, and the Mephits are just sort of forming this portal, and there's, say, about 12 of them in total flying around with their tiny little wings, forming this portal. And then the other uh, 18 of them or so uh, have started uh, moving through the portal, flying off uh, back into the forest. Figolb is next. Hey, uh, guys, do you want to, um, 
Do you want to maybe go through this uh, portal here? Like, maybe get away from the big sludge guy? I, I, I don't know. Our friends are upstairs. What What about Flintlock and Duva? They'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, we can't just leave what? them with this. You just want to jump through a mysterious portal. Yeah. I can't say I, for one, would like to do that. Well, Fiora, don't get upset just because you're melting a little bit, alright? You're the one melting, my dear. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm boiling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you can you ask your the little Mefit friends what they're doing? Quickly. Hey uh hey Mefits, where, where where are you guys going exactly? Domain! Rather the domain than than here, with him. We'll take our chances with a nightmare. Okay. Uh so who is who is him ex exactly? Him! He who boils below! Why, why does he boil below? Like, what, what does he want? Like, what does he do? <laughs> and by the way, uh, at this point, uh, so the Mephits have sort of formed this circle along the wall and they've created this portal. Uh, and now through the portal onto the forest on the other side, there's a bunch of Mephits flying in. There's about 18 or so in total. And then at this point, just along the last turn, about six of them are gone. So there's about 12 left that haven't flown in through the portal, and then there's the additional 12 around. Can I can I make some sort of like animal handling check to get these guys to like help us kill the acid acid monster guy? I don't, uh, I don't know if they're animals. Con convince them to I'm not. not be, it wouldn't be animal handling because they're not animals. They're oh, fellas. Okay. They're, they're spirits. Spirits. Spirit so, so I'll, 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 I'll offer to them. Arcana check. I'll offer to them, like, hey, if you help us make sure our friends don't die to the boil guy we will come and help you get rid of the nightmare guy uh and you want me to do an arcana check to you uh oh, i'm trying to think it might just be a straight up persuasion check they're not really well they're not mortals um but i'd say a persuasion check is probably the closest thing okay yeah. It's <sighs> a so, so five. Oh no! <laughs> they not they not probably gonna go through. I gotta say, probably not. You know. No, back to our place. Back to the domain. Okay. Sorry. I am going to. Ready an action that Beatrice and I are so, okay. So so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ready an action that I'm gonna go through the portal when fire teleportation happens. Okay. And then Beatrice's turn. I'm gonna ready that. Beatrice is gonna go through the portal when fire teleportation happens. Okay, you can do and that. And then yep. Fred's turn is gonna be casting fire teleportation. <laughs> okay, so you would go. You you are going to. Where is Fred teleporting to? 
Uh, he'll be teleporting to like, what is 15 meters? So like, probably like, fucking, where is it? Probably like here. Okay. And you are going to, you're not going to teleport into the portal. You are just going to physically travel there. I don't think there's enough, I can't, I can't go there. Like. So the portal, hold on. I'll, uh, I'll get a token out here. Yeah. Because the portal's on this uh, wall, right? Whereas yeah, like, the portal's on that wall. Yeah, his max teleport range so. is over here. So he's going he's gonna to teleport near it, and then everyone's going to like walk into the portal. I see, I see. That is where the portal is. So it's the red square on that wall. Okay, so... Uh, when When is Fred's turn? Now. Does he have a separate... So it's now. He has the same initiative as you. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's, he's um, so you knock your staff against the ground to whisper the orders to uh, Fred and Beatrice so they know what to do. And then Farron and Ari, from your perspective, you just see this massive explosive fireball and... The fireball is so intense that it actually causes the slime to go transparent. And you can just see inside the slime is various different bones. They look like uh, the bones of various different small animals. And then, yeah, Figob's animals are now all inside the kitchen. Wait, um, you see the explosion behind the slime. You see explosion. He's got. He's got to make a. He's going to make a deck saving throw. Otherwise. He does have to make the deck saving throw to see if any yeah. damage is done. Uh, that is a fail. He rolled two. <laughs> Alright, so it's, uh, three plus six. Okay. Three I thought it was going to be six. six. I call that. Okay, another fair chunk of damage to him. Um, that is your turn, Fiegel. It's six, six fire damage, specifically. Uh, you can't... Uh, wait, so are you moving through the portal? No, so so you're not moving through the portal this turn. It's going to be next turn, basically. No, no, they're ready to, to happen oh, gonna when fire teleportation happens. So they're, they're running. They're running yeah, out. I mean, you do you do still have movement. So yes, you can do that. Everyone's, it's not going to take an action to go through the portal. So all of Figob's creatures <laughs> and Figob himself. Wait, I needed to... Oh my god. Uh, we just put him last, I guess. The only, the only, the only like, person... Oh yeah, Henry. Henry, Henry yeah. Henry, yeah, Henry. Can I just say how many flashbacks I'm having right now? There's two players fighting an acid monster with bones inside of it. Flashbacks to what? The Sunless Citadel. Yeah. Oh, the cube. That's true. So yeah, the, oh, oh, yeah. So, so so the three of us are going to go into the portal. Henry has yeah. his own initiative. Henry's so going to do shit. He just got teleported. Um, he's just chilling. But considering Henry is right after you, so Henry's turn is right now, I'm going to say Henry also goes through. Sorry, Ari and Farrand. Oh, so you, hold on. So Ari and Farrand, uh, you see in the corner of your eye uh, this portal that the Mephits have created. Uh, Figol, <laughs> after the two fiery explosions, Figol, Beatrice, and Fred all just willingly step through and into the forest. Yeah, right, right before, right before Figol goes, he's like, he's like, look, we've been sleeping here. This thing's been like eating the food. Or whatever for like a couple of nights. He hasn't gone upstairs. He's probably not gonna go upstairs. I think we should go with these guys. Uh, bye. And then he's, and he's <laughs> 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 oh my god! All right, back he to the top of the round. Uh, unless, wait, is Henry doing something, or is Henry just falling through? Yeah. So, so Henry, Henry's gonna he's gonna flap over to here in the doorway, and he's gonna yep. take a gonna, huge shit. He, He's gonna put help on on the fucking 
He's gonna distract the fucking slime. Okay. And then and then he's gonna and he's gonna flap into the portal. It's Aaron Farron. You just see after Figop says that Henry is just about to go for the portal. He then he flies by uh, and then he starts flapping and sort of pecking uh, at the slime to distract it a little bit, uh, almost to tell you guys like. You Hurry guys should up. go too. The slime is a little bit distracted. And then he flies back in through the portal, uh, which puts us back at the top of the round to you, Ari. What do you want to do? Uh, um, Farron, what should we do? Uh, I don't know what to do. Um, uh, 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 you're the leader, um, big dog. Wait, you're the lit li- we need Big Dog! Where is he? He's asleep! Fuck! <laughs> She's having another existential crisis. Uh, I don't know what to do. Farron, what should I could we try, do? I could try banishing the one it's who boils. It's Ari's turn. It's yep. Ari's turn. Yep. Just so you know. Ari, what are you doing? Um, how long do you think the portal will stay open for? Uh, so after Figob steps through, um, there were 12 Mephits, uh, six of them had already gone through, another six have now gone through, so there's about six Mephits left. Shit. Um, the portal has maintained its size. Uh, I just don't want to leave Sweet Boy behind. Um, okay. Ari, you know what she's gonna do? It's alright. She's gonna cast a little cheeky spell, then book it. Okay, what's the spell? She's gonna throw the loot behind her back, and then she's just gonna check the little skinny glove and just go, Hello! <laughs> and she's gonna try this out, but she doesn't fully understand how it works, so it's gonna be random. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get up the uh, item card, because this is a pretty complicated item you've got here. Yeah, it is. Um, Farrand, uh, you just see out of the corner of your eye and you hear this hum and then you just see this kind of glow out of the corner of your eye. Uh, Ari has activated this backpack and it's just a swirling blue, uh, crackly, magical energy inside the glass uh, canister. Yeah, it is. What is happening? What does that do? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> what, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so that is... Hang on, let me just pop it in here. Kadonk. So I'm gonna use a level. What's in this one? Yeah, you need to make an arcana check. Yes. Um, the DC is 10 plus twice the level of the spell spot, spell slot that you're expending to cast a spell. Okay. Uh, and on a failed check, you're going to cast a different spell from the one you intended. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you make the roll uh, if that happens. The roll for the random spell. Yeah. Okay. So that is this fella. <whistles> Sheesh. The DC's plus ten. Plus. I have no idea how the fuck this thing works. I'm gonna be real. So the DC, so you've you've first you select the spell. Have you selected the spell? Yes. Okay. What's the spell slot? It is a level. Hang on, I lost it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's been a while. That's okay. It's... This is a complicated item. You'll get the hang of it. It's a level one. It's a level one. Yeah, okay, baby. Okay, in that case, it's. 
The DC is only 10 plus 2, because it's twice the level. And it's a level 1 spell, which means it's 12. So make an Arcana check, and you have to beat 12. That's what uh, you see. I got a... I got a dirty 20. Okay, well, that's successful, then. Yeah. So you can cast the spell. Fucking ace! I'm gonna cast Burning Hands. Gotcha. Oh, jeez, that's gonna hurt. Me, specifically. So, Farron, do you see this uh, metal, sorry, not metal, glass cylinder uh, start to spark up with life, and you see it start to sort of vibrate and shake on Harry's back. Um, you see uh, <laughs> steam start to rise up out of <laughs> some of the various different uh, little, like, gauges and valves, or sort of the little timer is going over the time, the little needle is spinning around. Um, this seems like very, like, crude, arcane, uh, magical technology. Um, it's sort of being barely held together. And you have cast Burning Hands. Yo, uh, that is... You put make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, baby. All right. What about me? That is a... Hold on. You're standing right behind me. Oh. Yeah, that includes Farrant. Sorry, fella. Make a dex. Don't worry, it's all good. I'll just die for real. Dexterity? I don't have any plus dex. So that's 11. Thanks, bro. Uh, what's the DC to clear, Ari? Uh, I think it's 15 TBH. Yeah, okay. So both uh, Farrand and the Slime have failed the DC. Sorry, fella. Sorry. Don't worry. I'll just die. It's okay. So go ahead and roll the damage. I'm good for I feel really bad. Okay. So, Farron, from your perspective, you just heard this almighty, like, sound. <laughs> you turn around and Aaron's just got this, like, glass backpack and she's just reaching out with a gauntlet and she's just, before you can even say, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. This uh, tidal wave of magical energy sparks out from her hands. Sorry, it's a sheet of flame. That's a 10, fella. Okay. Thanks. Soz. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Just some fucking... of the fire uh, hits you, Farron. You Actually, you basically so get the full brunt of it, but then I'm because so of the sorry. cone is so wide, more of the flame uh, licks as it licks onto you, your arms and your shoulders. It flies past you and it also hits the slime, and the slime, again, diminishes. It starts getting smaller in size. Um, it sort of lets out like a... There's a fucking Farron's little friend as well. His little summon thing. He's a spirit, so I think he's fine. So he's literally, he literally just goes like, damn, oof, ouch, sucks. Um, uh, um, anything else you'd like to do, Ari? You're moving? Yeah, one second, friend. Honkarino. Fella. Good pal. My homie G. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she's then going to kind of apologize to Farrand and kind of gently clap him on the back. And Ow, my third degree burns. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's going to... You clap him on the back right where you've just burned him. <laughs> yeah. And he goes... <laughs> As she does, <laughs> she, <laughs> she hums a soft little jiggy. Okay, sorry. And sorry, she casts healing word. As a bonus action. Yeah, baby. Okay. Be before she yes. skedaddles. All right, roll healing. Give me back to health, yes. Don't be it's such a Debbie nothing. Downer. 
Yes. <laughs> you called it. It's two health. That's a six. Right, that's that is five. a six. Or six. So Ari slaps where the burn is, and you go, ow, 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 and you go, sorry, 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 and then you just, like, go to touch it a little bit more gently, and Farron, you look down, you're burned flesh, you're covered in burns at this point, acidic burns, and also magical burns from Ari's magic, and just a little bit of your burn starts to heal over, but it's, like, barely anything, it's a few And then she's gonna go, let's go, and then she starts running to the portal <laughs> to try and grab Fiegel. Okay. So you're using uh, all your movement? Yeah, baby. All right. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. All right. After you heal Farron, you then sprint through the kitchen. Um, you're sort of having to be a little bit careful because there's all these knives and cooking implements scattered everywhere as the Mephus just drop them, clattering onto the ground. But you manage to navigate uh, through the kitchen, and then you... So are you jumping in through the portal as well, or are you just it's stationary in front of it? Um, yeah, she's going to pop a little tootsie through. So you're moving through the portal entirely, or just one leg? I feel like one her foot. leg's gonna get cut off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna jump yeah, through probably. and be like, Figo, we have to get out of here! Come back through! Alright, so you've jumped in all the way. As you jump in, you're now joining Figo, uh, just like in front of where the portal transports you to, uh, and you feel like you have just uh, stepped foot onto uh, some sort of ground, uh, soil, um, and grass as well underfoot. And as you're walking around, it seems like you're in some kind of uh, forest, a vibrant, colourful forest uh, full of purples and reds. And we are then going to go to the slime's turn. <gasps> the sludge sludge slimy guy? The one who That's boils. him. The very same. Squish squash oh. squimmy. Uh, let's have a look at what he can do. He makes a portal and then goes through it. Alright, he is going to hit you, Farron, with both of his attacks. <gasps> First one's an 11, I think that's going to be a miss. Second, Second one is a 17, does that hit? Yes. Okay. Haha. <laughs> also make me a strength saving throw, please. You got this, fella. Okay. Okay, dude. Okay, that is... Also saving throw? Uh, 16. Okay, that clears... Uh, however, you do still take another 10 points of acid damage, as it you're the only prey left, basically, you and the spirit guardian, and it is just lacking, lashing you uh, with these slimy tentacles, and with each lash you look down, you just see a burn mark on your flesh. Bro, can you make a deck save, or do I have to walk away first? Uh, <laughs> or is my guy just uh, Let's double check that, that spell. I think he got to move. I think he has to move, doesn't he? Yeah. Guardian of Faith. Um, I mean, he's space to attack me. For the first time? Yeah, no, he's not. Sorry about that. If he pursues you, then the Spirit Guardian will do damage. That's not that very is his turn, now. which means Farron is next. I'm going to skedaddle. You got this. And I walk down. And when I take another step, what does he do? Opportunity attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Just don't twenty. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, it's only a six uh, plus six anyway, so twelve. Not going to hit. As you <laughs> uh, you take a few steps back, and he does try to try to grab you uh, as you turn your back from him, uh, but he just misses you. You look down, and he goes and hits the kitchen floor. I quickly sprint through the portal. 
Okay, you also sprint all the way through the portal. Uh, so you're joining Arian Figob on the other side? Yes. Okay. Next on the order, uh, the Mephits. So uh, on their turn, another six Mephits uh, also fly through the portal, uh, joining the three of you, uh, as well as Figob's creatures on the other side inside this forest. And now that all of the Mephits inside the kitchen are gone, the ones that have created this portal are also starting to peel away and fly through. So as a few of them peel away, the portal starts to get smaller. Uh, but it's okay because all of you are on the other side. Um, but as you sort of turn around to see what's happening in the kitchen, you just see the spirit guardian, you see the watery slime, uh, so just sort of staring at you, looking very, very disappointed that his prey <laughs> has no. disappeared away. Fern spirit and guardian. <laughs> this uh, this portal is now just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And wherever you are, you get the sense you're not on the prime material plane anymore. And as you look back through the portal, the prime material plane is just becoming quickly a distant memory. Uh, is there anything? Uh, well, firstly, it's Figob's turn. So, is there anything you'd like to do, Figob? Uh, I'd like to. You can still see this slime just through the door that's just open a jar, you can barely see it. Call out to the spirit! We need him! Don't leave him behind! You're good, bro. <laughs> that's not what I meant! You're impervious. Yeah. You see the spirit just sort of looking around. Oh. And then he looks over at you guys in the portal, he's just sort of staring at you. Come with us! He can't speak or communicate really, us. he's just kind of... He's just kind of staring Come blankly. This wise old Loxodon. Don't worry. I'm going to examine my surroundings. Don't worry, okay. bro. I'll call you. <laughs> In that case, if Figolb, uh, you're not taking any actions on your turn, that takes us back to the top of the round. Uh, and as we get to the top of the round, uh, the Beefits that are swimming around to create this portal, all of them are now through the portal, which means the portal snaps shut behind you. And we're going to take a quick break as you begin to examine your new surroundings. El Gasp! So, you have all passed through this portal uh, and you are now standing in this clearing of this forest. And forest is strange. As soon as you step inside it and the portal snaps shut behind you, leaving Bilbrass Keep, and you get the sense the entire prime material plane behind... Uh, the colours in this forest are not like any forest you've ever been to on the Prime Material Plane. There are greens and browns and the usual sort of colours of vegetation you might expect, but there's also, well, for a start, the sky is pink, uh, very bright pink, uh, and there's also this strange sort of purpley haze. Um, and the trees, the actual trunks of the trees, it's almost like these pine trees all around you that are just sort of swaying in this very gentle breeze that's blowing through the clearing. They're palm trees, but their trunks are really, really thick. And they seem to stretch up really, really high, almost like they're touching the clouds. And as they're swaying slightly, they're not really making a creaking sound, but they're more making like a squelchy kind of sound. Not only that, but what I was getting to before is that the trunks are actually like a reddish, brownish, pinkish color. So the color palette here is purpley and pinky and, and reddy. And you just get this very strange, uh, ethereal kind of sense to this forest as you're looking around it. What do you want to do? The Mephits are still with you, by the way. They're just kind of fluttering about. They seem a lot, lot, lot less panicked now than they used to be. Where, where are we? I don't really care where we are. 
Are you okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the Mifits and be like, so uh What's up? Where are we going? <laughs> what's 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 the deal? In the domain! Yeah, yeah, like that's where we are. Safe in the domain. Okay. So where's this nightmare fella at? Oh! Um Shack! Big Shack! Small Shack sometimes! What are they saying? Big Big Shack. <laughs> no, Shack is in as in S H A C K. Are you sure? Shaquille O'Neal walks and, in. And, and, and that nightmare's name, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq is going to be the villain. Ten feet tall. Past the forest. Comes in. But it... It changes, it moves. Not always in the same place. I see. Okay. Okay. So, uh... You want us to, like... Help you get rid of it, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, and what would be the best way to do that, exactly? Don't know. Do you want to, uh, do you want to help us? No. Why not? No. Why do you not want to help us defeat the nightmare? Oh! Don't know! So if you don't know, then why don't why don't you do it then? Back to gathering ingredients! Okay. And they start to peel away and float off away from you. Uh, so... Wait, There's wait. a big, uh, the big nightmare guy that's been causing them issues. Yeah. Is in a, uh, a shack beyond the forest, apparently. Right, and where exactly are we? Where's this forest? I didn't get that far. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, okay, so what exactly is this fella in the woods? Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. He's cooking something up. Uh, so, so, bas so basically, the uh, the guys over there, the, the, the Mifits, yes. they're uh, kind of, I, I, I wouldn't call them deities, but they're like people about f food. They're like food people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they're having some issues at the moment because, like, they, you know, they had this like this wonderful little kingdom, and uh, and it was all going really well. And they were like, "Oh my God, we love our little kingdom!" And then suddenly, this nightmare took over, and uh, kind of pushed them out of their domain a little bit. And that's why they, uh, for whatever reason, have been coming to the kitchen or something. I don't know. Or like, why they they need to cook? Uh, I, I I don't know. They, you I cannot stress that, like, they did not make much more sense to me than they probably did to you. <laughs> Figob, you, you just hear, at this point, these little multicolored mephits are f floating away and 
you guys can all see this as they're floating away into this purplish kind of fog and haze that just seems to lie over this entire forest. You can't actually see that far. They just turn into these little twinkles before they fade from you. However, one Mephit has remained. And it's just sort of floating around you, Figolf, and just says, Talisman! Get! Talisman! What talisman? Where? Nightmare! Took! Talisman! I remember you guys mentioning a talisman. You didn't say, like, what it was for. Transport. Between the planes. Didn't you guys make a portal with, like, soup yes. ladles and onions before? What do you mean you need yes. a talisman for that? Not us! What Nightmare has talisman. So... What, what is the nightmare doing with the talisman exactly? Bridge! To the waking world. Dreams can quickly become nightmares. Oh, so, okay. So he's he's in the dream world. And you're saying that he's going to use his talisman to come into the real world. And then everyone's fucked if that Need happens. To cook now. And then he okay. starts floating away back into the fog to join the rest of them. I, I, okay. So I think what he was trying to say is that the nightmare guy in this world is trying to use their little talisman that they make portals with to go to our world to, like, kill everyone. Oh, or something. I don't know. Something oh. something bad, oh. probably. Wait, are you telling me that we are currently... Are we in the plane Stopping of the end of the world? Yeah, apparently. I it seems that say, way. Are we, in, are, we, are, we in the, are we in the plane of dreams right now? Is that what... Uh, you said they're at the nightmare. Trying to go to our world. And I can only assume... That that's... Oh... And then she just kind this, of... This, <laughs> this place <laughs> does give you... Uh, like I said before, you're not very yeah. like well-read about these sorts of things, Figolb. Um, but this place does give you a similar sort of innate magical feeling as when you've been in the Feywild uh, in past times. Okay, so you just kind of volunteered us to defeat this strange, big nightmare that lives in a shack. Yeah, and we just need to take the talisman from that guy? Okay. Yep. Where? Probably don't even need to kill him. Where I mean, exactly is the if shack? he's a if he's a big threat, if he comes to our world in its entirety, probably can't beat him anyway. We just That's need to take the talisman and give it back to the Debbie the, the Mephits. Okay, uh, how are we gonna find this place? It's in a shack beyond the far. I've already said this. You're not listening very well, are you? <laughs> no, but I'm how sorry. are we gonna find it? I'm sorry, it's hard to understand with that your I eyes? shifted planes. Like, look, go to the other side of the forest and be like, mm, where's the shack? We can mm. barely see. Mm. Okay, right, you lead the way if you know the place so well. Vigob, you lead the way. You've 
been somewhere like this before. Sure, sure. Are you okay, Let's start walking right now. How are you? How are you? How are your burns that I guess Fiegel's gonna like Fiegel's gonna walk into the forest <laughs> okay we're following uh, agonizing that means you are taking a so you're gonna walk into the forest Fiegel are you doing anything in particular mm. are you trying to navigate through the forest to get out of the forest uh to get to the or other side of the forest around? where the the okay. shack supposedly is I'm right, gonna go I'm gonna and, equip uh, my Scale mail. Gotcha. So you go to your scale mail. Um, oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Make me a survival check. Okay. Twenty. Twenty. Pretty good. Alright, so are you guys following Figob as he just starts to wander off into the mist? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Figolb, you've started to wander off into the mist and you're sort of thinking back to times when you've walked through uh, the different domains of the Feywild before. And you start to sort of recall a few things that you've seen in this place uh, before. Uh, the number one thing is that this place is really difficult to navigate. The landscape is infinite, is infinite and uh, it also seems to shift and change constantly. Um, it is often said that uh, the Feywild... Uh, shifts and changes according to the dreams of mortals back in the waking world. So as people wake up, as their dreams change and shift, uh, so does the landscape of the Feywild, making this a very difficult place to navigate. However, as you've walked through before, um, there is, uh, even though the Feywild as a whole is this vast sort of uh, infinite natural landscape um, with forests and trees and mountains and streams, uh, there is some uh, construction of a kind. There are buildings, there are towns, and these towns are primarily fabricated out of materials brought in from the waking world, uh, primarily by elves who have a natural affinity to be able to planeswalk between the Prime Material Plane and uh, the Feywild. So there are certain landmarks that even as the landscape changes, those landmarks remain in situ. So these are certain buildings and towns. Um, the domain of bartering, for example, is just this wide stretching marker that you've been to a few times before. And that's more or less always the same. Even as the landscape shifts and changes, like for example, there might be a lake outside it one day and then the next day you go to the Feywild and instead of lakes, it will be mountains all surrounding it. The actual place itself is fairly easy to navigate. So using this information, uh, if there is a shack somewhere here, as in an actual building, it will basically remain in one place, even as the landscape shifts and changes. But getting out of the forest itself might be difficult, especially as you're moving through the mist. So you guys are following Figob, and as Figob is sort of thinking back and recalling all this knowledge, um, he's sort of trying to lead the way. Uh, and even with a 20, it's a good 40, 45 minutes of just kind of wandering seemingly aimlessly. You're sort of trying to keep track, you know, you're very used to navigating forests and you're trying to keep track of, okay, well, that's this landmark. Uh, and at one point you even sort of get a bit of like cloth that you rip off your cloak and you tie it around a tree because that's a classic thing to make sure you're not going around in circles. And then you move around and you think you see the exact same tree again, but the cloth this time is missing. 
So it soon becomes apparent to you that even with a very high survival check, this forest is just forever shifting and changing and you're just moving around and around in circles. That was a lot of information, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you, you get the idea. Can I get Henry to like fly above the tree line and like, you know, use like yes, tele telepathy between me and my familiar to yes, you can. get out of the do. forest? To scout. Okay. I'm, I'm, what are the rest I'm of you guys doing? I'm at the moment. I'm just following Feegold, and I'm not sure what the heck's going on. Why is this taking so long? What what's going on? Feegold, this whole forest. time has just been has just been sort of like leading the charge with his staff out and just sort of like <laughs> one eye closed, just sort of like mumbling to himself the entire time. Uh, you've got really no idea what's going through his head. <laughs> Figo, are we almost out of the forest? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse right, uh, me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Well, you're what following Figo through the forest. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm following Figo. I've no idea where we are. I don't, I don't have too much experience in places like this so at the moment I'm just I'm just power walking do you want to make me a perception check <laughs> yes I do because no I one's actually see. done that yet you've only made a nature check four is that that's a flat eight. four that's eight eight uh eight, eight's not too bad so as you're following Figob through the forest uh you have no real idea what's going on and you're just walking for you know 45 50 minutes at a certain point, you're sort of trying to keep track, but you just start to kind of lose track of time, and you're starting to get frustrated. And then eventually you just kind of, as Figob comes to a stop, just to sit down on a tree trunk and send Henry up into the air to scout ahead. You're just sort of examining the trees that are all around you, because you've got nothing else to do. And you touch one of the trees, and it feels oddly, like, fleshy and slimy. All the trees are sort of gently swaying in the breeze, like I said before. They're kind of like palm trees, but with very thick tree trunks. Uh, and they're all like a sort of pinky, reddy kind of color. And they have this very like smooth, slimy texture. They do not feel like bark at all. Right. I I, I touch it and I go, ugh. And then I go... And I like whisper to the fleshy tree. Hey bro, could you please show us the way out of here, please? I, I really <laughs> need to get back. <laughs> The tree, the tree doesn't respond to you, but you do just hear, like, as it's creaking in the breeze, you sort of are really focusing on that, and you realize it's not really a creak, it's more of a... Like, squelching kind oh. of sound from all these trees. Do you know the one who boils? <laughs> and as you're looking around, uh, Ari and Farrand, uh, and as Figob is sitting down, his eyes just sort of, like... Pupils have gone, there's just like the whites of his eyes. Um, as he sends Henry up above the tree line to scout ahead, you're sort of following this like glowing uh, fey owl as he flies up through the canopy. And you realize that these aren't trees. There's a couple of trees strewn around, but most of what you think are tree trunks are actually, looks like sausages and mushrooms. Oh, just no. embedded into the soil. And just swaying gently in the breeze. It looks a bit like this. 
Um, ew. I think... Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fellas, I get you. I think I know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we are. I got uh, no idea. Ari is gonna walk up to a little sausage tree. Yep. You find a very small one, one that's only about like six or seven feet high. That's not small. <laughs> um, she's just gonna kind of squat and just inspect it. And then she's just gonna go, Fellas, I think we may be in the hunger dimension. The dream place that people dream about when they're hungry and want food. I'm just gonna um, go on a limb and say that. Well, I mean, the Mephit teleported us here, so it would make sense if that's the case. I just never in my lifetime would have imagined I'd see a tree made of sausage. I'd hoped I would. <laughs> can, can, can I? Is that something you actively dream about? No, not really. It was just kind of like, you know, it would be cool. I don't think <laughs> ever in my lifetime I've ever thought about this. Okay, so, Fiegel, <laughs> your eyes have rolled back as you're just hearing, you can't actually hear this just utterly inane conversation happening from <laughs> off in the corner. Um, and you are now looking through Henry's eyes, and this Fay owl, he's going up through the canopy, a canopy of kind. Um, there are, there are, you know, some trees scattered around, but, uh, mostly he's just going above the line of the mushrooms as they are splayed out at the top. Uh, and he passes that sort of line and he goes up into the sky and it's just this, this very, like, pink sky with these clouds that seem to be shifting into all kinds of strange shapes and are actually, they're not just rolling along very, very slowly like they might be in the primaterial plane, but the clouds are actually shifting and morphing very, very quickly. From Henry's perspective, I'm not even going to make him make a perception check for this. He can just see it. There is a shack off in the distance, and the shack does have a chimney, and it's just a small little wooden um, box of a house, uh, and there is smoke coming out of the chimney. And as Henry is circling sort of overhead above the tree line, he sees the shack, and he starts to sort of fly towards it, but as he's flying towards it, the landscape is shifting and changing. So as he's flying towards it, there are hills made out of giant uh, cashew nuts that are just erupting out of the ground and then they're falling back and then the crater is being covered by soil and then the soil is evaporating into nothingness and then those that same crater is getting filled up by water forming these little lakes and pools around the shack but the shack is remaining in place in situ despite the landscape around it constantly changing so we can't just what like go to the shack well you can see where the shack is henry has got uh, a perspective on the shack and the shack isn't moving the shack is in one spot however the landscape around the shack is constantly shifting and changing i'll try and Navigate in that direction, I suppose. Okay. Uh, does anyone have a compass? No. No. Don't compasses come with uh, D&D kits? It depends on what kit you get. And uh, I've, I've got a sensor, but that's like just for priests. And Adventuring gear. 
Ari is only wearing her night clothes and has her weapons. She doesn't exactly have her bag on her, logistically. I'm gonna say Ari can have her bag on her, okay, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> you. Why would you not pick up your bag, Ari? Jeez. Because she didn't expect they would be going out. <laughs> Rode up for a night of the town, obviously. Yeah, a night that's on- That's why Farron was running down. <laughs> he needed that goat's milk. Um, yeah. I'll have a quick check through, but I don't- I think the one person that definitely has a compass is unfortunately in England. <laughs> it's Flitwalk or Duva. I think either. <laughs> I think it's most likely Flitwalk because he's a pirate. Yeah. That's right, guys. He's a pirate. That's right. We said it. Uh, yeah. We've done mine. I don't have a compass at all. Okay, so, uh... Oh. Uh, you have returned uh, back to your senses. Uh, Henry's still just sort of flying overhead. But, yeah, you've seen where the shack is. You know the general sort of direction it is, so you can kind of, like, aim yourself in that direction. So what's the plan, big man? Just gonna, like, yeah, well, I mean, we know what, like, what direction... You haven't explained this to your teammates. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't need to. I'm just gonna walk that way. Okay, you're just gonna... Okay, that's what you need to say. (laughs) You can't. I'm not just going to assume that your character does something unless you tell me what it is. Oh. Um, hey, we are. You can't just leave without saying anything. Then follow. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, friend. I suppose we have to follow him rather than speak right. to us as if we're not companions. Let's go then. We better. We better make this snappy. Otherwise, our friends back there might be getting boiled. <laughs> From below. Yeah, you don't know what's happening down <laughs> back in the prime material point. Um. <laughs> my, my my spirit guardian's beating that bitch's ass. I'm telling you, like we've actually been gone for forty actually, years. I should, I should roll some damage. So uh, let's go back to the spirit guardian. Guardian of faith. Sorry. Where's that? What, what what's he doing? Is he like not? He's, he ain't ready for it, bro. He's oh, he's like, too dumb. I can't tell you what's happening. Um, also, what's going on with Ari's belly? How's that going? Why'd you roll a bunch? I still haven't told you. Also, yeah, that guy stays there for eight hours, so he's going to be there when we get back. <laughs> he's going to be like... No, little fella. <laughs> we should make it so he can, can talk. Wait, how's Lethus? He got a bit of a punch in. You should ask him. He got rusted. Did he? Pull him out and go, Hey, bro, you're melting. You're getting boiled. No, I... I, Just a glancing blow, I should be fine. I I think. Your lungs, your sword lungs, they're wheezing. (laughs) I don't have lungs, it's fine. (coughs) You hear this audible cough inside your head. How is he? How is he? Um, I don't know how that's happening. I don't have lungs. <laughs> he's alright. He's just oh, he's just dying. That that's this not a weird. good thing. This feels most queer, most peculiar, my friend. <laughs> he's not having a good time. He's in pain. Oh. How do you... You're saying I'm rusting? Yes. How do you fix a sword that rusts? 
some good old a uh, good old oil rub. Oil rub? Is that all? <laughs> no, probably a bit more for now. <laughs> oh well, I think it's best if you maybe sheath me until you can rub me with oil. Oh god. Or something. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I confess enough. I Listen. don't know anything about about forging or <coughs> repairing swords. All right. I've, I've never felt like this before. I've never had to be repaired. <laughs> well, it might happen quite a few times in our journey. What? So. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's about the journey, you know. It's about slaying evil. Don't be such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't be such a... <laughs> it might be normal for you mortals to, to take... Injury or <laughs> whatever, but me? I don't take blows during battle. Like, I deal out the blows during <laughs> battle. This well, is rather distressing. <laughs> you'll be good, please you'll be fine. Sheath me, use something else, please, in until you can okay. <laughs> fix me. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I, I, I put <sighs> him back away in the sheath. <laughs> so, how is he? Um, he's upset. But oh. we gotta take care of our friends first, and then I can take care of him. I, I suppose a good, you know, sharpen and clean could could help. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are following as you're having that conversation. Following Figob is now taken off quite purposefully in one direction. Maybe another nature check, Figob. Like the band. <laughs> what? Haha. Ha. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> That's okay. You said One Direction. Oh. Oh. A band? Oh, yeah, they used to be a <laughs> band. Just say Nature Check. I haven't, I haven't thought about One Direction in about five years. Uh, did you say, did you say yeah, Nature Check? Another Nature Check. You're navigating. So, so, the last, so the last one was Survival. Oh, sure. Yeah, sorry. It was Survival. Yeah, sorry. Survival Check. I get them confused. Um, 23. 23. Very, very good. Okay, so you feel yourself kind of veering off course but now that you know exactly where the shack is you're not getting turned around anymore you are navigating through this forest of food uh and eventually as you're moving you sort of start to see light up ahead it's kind of been this like perpetual twilight kind of um time of day inside the forest at all times you've been moving through the fog but you can just start, start to see a few forks of sunlight in the direction of where the shack is and eventually you leave the edge of the forest and you come into uh, this field with the more, what feels like, at least to you, although you know, Figol, that nothing can really be trusted in the Feywild, but it feels like there is morning sun stretching down from the heavens that you're sort of now basking in and it's filling you all with warmth. Uh, and up ahead, you can see what Fred saw before erupting out of the ground and then disintegrating into dust. These massive mountains that look like they're made out of what appear to be colossal cashew nuts that have just <laughs> erupted out of the earth. <laughs> There's one over here, one over there, one over there. They appear to be topped with some kind of, like, almost like they're snow-capped, a couple of them, uh, but it could very well be frosting considering you're in the domain of hunger. And off in the distance on top of a grassy hill, there is the shack, as it exa looks exactly as how I described it to you before, with just... Smoke coiling out of the chimney. So you're continuing that way. 
Uh, Ari and Farrand, you come out after Figol, but you can also see exactly what I described. Whoa. Looks pretty tasty. That is something. I guess I'll right. I guess I'll go and approach the shack. Uh, All right. We don't. Um, are we just going to knock on the nightmare's door? Sounds good, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're approaching the shack. Um, Figob, you are still leading the group. As you start walking up this hill, the landscape continues to twist and change around you. Um, the Cashew Mountains, Ara, you look at them and you're kind of admiring them, their colossal size. But then you sort of turn away to say something to Farron and you turn back and the mountains are entirely gone. And there's now just these rivers and streams and marshlands all around you. Um, the weather also appears to have completely changed. It's gone from a nice sort of like morning dew, just forks and morning sunlight, uh, feeling very warm against your face, to just kind of this dark, stormy, cloudy weather. You just see sheets of rainfall off in the distance across this massive valley that you're now looking out across from atop this hill. Uh, and this shack is now getting also pelted by this rain. Um, and you can see... On top of the hill, there's the shack, but then also around the shack, uh, there appears to be a rather plentiful garden, uh, including a crop. And the crop appears to be a crop of giant mushrooms, and also these giant pumpkins as well, that are just kind of strewn around this uh, farmland, this soil, this patch of soil. Uh, so, you, Figolb, you're going up to the front door of this shack, and you're going to knock on the door? No, I'm going to try and, like, like peer in, maybe. Okay. Either with myself or, or Henry. There are a couple windows. As you peer in, make me a perception check, because the window is kind of foggy as the rain starts to come down, and cuts us go pitter-patter across the roof of the shack. Ooh. Ooh. Twelve? Yeah, over twelve, the window's starting to fog up. You're sort of trying to unfog it with your goblin hand. I've got a... Uh, peering in. I've got... I've got shape water that I can I can cast to make the rain stop falling near the window. That's true. Go ahead and uh, roll that with advantage in that case. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. Alright, that's gonna that's gonna be uh Yippee. That's gonna be twenty-four. Okay. You knock your staff as you're sort of getting frustrated looking through the window, knock your staff uh, against the soil and uh, the rest of you, Farron and Ari, you can see as the rain is sort of falling onto Figolb, and then it just starts to sort of fall and then kind of part and fall in these sheets on <laughs> every which side of him. It's falling everywhere but Figolb, essentially. Um, and similarly, the foggy window sort of defaults, and you can actually get a very clear view inside. Um, what you're looking at is a sort of small, humble kitchen. It's the shack that you sort of thought was maybe a house with several rooms. In fact, uh, it's just a kitchen. That's literally all that's inside it. There's one bench off to the side with a chopping board and vegetables and cooking utensils of all kinds, um, a little pot, there's an oven, and there's also a very, very large pot, almost like a cauldron. It seems to be bubbling away, containing this sort of like yellowish kind of liquid, uh, and also sprigs of various different kinds of vegetables 
um, like broccoli and leeks uh, that seem to be, and also mushrooms that seem to be giant in size, much like the pumpkins and the giant mushrooms that are sort of uh, in the farm next to it, uh, that are just sort of like swirling around, just peeking outside of this massive black cauldron. There doesn't appear to be anyone inside. The kitchen is unattended, but it looks like it was recently attended by someone. Okay. Ah, uh, I th I think the uh, I think the coast looks clear, guys. Oh, I'm sure. Are you sure it's safe. I mean, it looks that way. I think the big guy should go first. Me, I'm I'm on the verge of death, but sure, dude. James, did you sorry about calling from you your dude. from your long rest? I did, yeah. Okay. But Just now I've sure. got less than twenty HP anyway. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Should I... How tall is the door? Is it just a normal-sized door? It's a normal-sized door for someone of, say, Ari's size. I mean, as a Loxodon, you're used to having to duck down a little bit to get inside people's houses. This 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 shack seems sort of human-sized. Should I just enter, Figo? Should I just go in? Yeah. Farron, you just hear a little... <sighs> Grapple coming from behind you. I turn around. What? From behind Hello? me. And from behind you, Farron. Oh. Make me a perception check. Bro, sorry, I was not gonna go in, I promise. <laughs> Alright, 14. You have no idea where that growl came from. What? What's going on? Did um, you hear something? I just heard a growl right behind my ear, and it, now nothing's there, and I'm just kind of. Can I try worried. and can I try and see if I can make out what the fuck he's talking about? Yeah, you can make a perception check. Twenty-two. With a twenty-two. Sam. After Farron points out the growl, you initially thought it was just something on the wind. Uh, as the storm starts to roll in, you start hearing Lunder. Uh, not Lunder. I just combined. I combined lightning and thunder. London. You see, you see uh, lightning and thunder off in the distance. So it's getting kind of difficult to sort of pinpoint where a sound is, but you really focus and you think you can hear just like a coming from the pumpkin patch. Okay. Uh a uh, a ferret. Yeah, what's up? I think there's maybe something going on in the pumpkin patch. Just maybe, maybe. How can you tell? What do you mean? I, no, I can just hear the growling coming from that direction. The growling? I yeah, the growling. It. I don't yeah. hear any growling. I don't hear well, it. A little bit. Catch up. A little bit. Catch up, Ari, please. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess today, well, tonight's about hurting my feelings. Okay, well... I'm just a bit, we're all just a bit stressed. Well, who wants to investigate the, the growling, and she just kind of does it in quotation marks? Growling I... in the pumpkin patch. I'll go. Are you that, sure? Are you okay with everyone? I'm I'm fine, alright? One scream from anything's probably gonna knock me unconscious, so <laughs> Why? I'm fine. You're real. really good at the guilt tripping today. I'm good. <laughs> I'm one hundred percent pretty much. Okay, I'll go with you. Right. I'll okay. lead. Alright. 
I okay. walk towards the pumpkins. You walk towards the pumpkins. What are you doing to the pumpkins? Anything? I poke them. I'm poking them, bruv. Uh, I'll do a perception Give. check. Okay, well, I'll already do a perception check first. Uh, I'm not even looking, bro. I'm just gonna. Hey, was that was that you've had well, growled got, and poke? With your you finger, with my... you're just gonna go. Was that you've had growled? Poke, poke, poke. That is a <laughs> twenty-six, and that twenty. Okay, that twenty, pretty good, pretty good, Ari. Pretty As good. As you're looking at the pumpkin <laughs> patch, uh, you think pretty right. pretty right. You can see two of the pumpkins. And one of the mushrooms, so uh, there's two pumpkins just sort of sitting on the soil, and then there's these two mushroom, giant mushrooms that are about the same size as the pumpkin that have also, they're just kind of like erupted out of the soil. And you think you see the mushroom just kind of twitching slightly, and you think you see the pumpkin, it's almost like it's got a mouth. Ew, a jack-o'-lantern. Two eyes and a mouth. Yeah, almost like a jack-o'-lantern, but it's kind of hard to describe. It's mm. not actually carved onto the face. It's just, it's just like the... There's pumpkin flesh is kind of like outline. separating okay. in like a grimace. So oh. it's like it's got an actual face that it can control. Uh, Ari sees that Farron's about to touch one of the pumpkins and just slaps it and goes, that, that, and then she just kind of points. Those two pumpkins have a fucking mouth and that mushroom is- slap is, me? Can you pay attention, dear boy? I'm trying to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> Those pumpkins have faces, and that mushroom is gyrating like a little beast at a party. No, it's fine. Look. Well, it's already growling at us. Figo so... takes his staff and, like, fucking whacks one of the pumpkins <laughs> on the head. Flintlock and Dover are gonna wake up and they're gonna be like, where is everybody else? And it's just where we're gonna be dead. Fucking god. That might Hey man, I mean. <laughs> That's hey. my third nat 20 today. Wow. Have you got your lucky day? But nat 20s, bro? Like, come bro. on. Like, come on, bro. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck? Dude, like, what I the fuck, man? The fact that you just... Are you, are you okay, James? <laughs> are you okay today? You're very on edge. And very... Yeah, yeah I am. You know. <laughs> very... Yeah, I, am. I got my, I got my, I got my feet bouncing, bro. I'm looking out my windows. <laughs> He's curl bossing today. I'm scared. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a sense of dread. Foreboding, you know? And then there's just... Fiegel, who just fucking whacked a pumpkin that I warned y'all about. <laughs> Alright, uh... Well, hey man, maybe he's got a death wish. Maybe we've all got death wishes, you know? Maybe it's like a deep story. <laughs> I don't know about that, fam. Bro, this is literally like Whole Cake Island reference. This whole island. This whole, this whole area. Hey, what? Can you believe it's a whole cake island reference? I, can't I it's personally, from, from, I personally think it's a claddy with a chance of meatballs too. No, no, no. no. More meteor. No, 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 no. Definitely, All right. definitely not. Ari, how do we do an initiative? Uh, twenty-four. It's not really. Oh, this exact same initiative you got before. <laughs> it's not really a reference to anything in particular, to be honest. I just thought a world made entirely out of food would be neat. Um, <laughs> I think. Ari, it, how do we do? I think they're I neat. I got. I actually got. I actually got a thirteen. <laughs> Ooh, that's better than last time. Figol, how do we do? 22, no, 21. 22. 21. Can I call my spiritual uh, guardian over here? Like, <laughs> bro, come on, please. 
Come over here. And I said, bring him with us. And you said, no. He, he doesn't move. He just stands in one spot. That's well, his job. That's what I'm paying him for. You're not paying him. No, I am. With I'm what? Paying him in holy, I'm paying him with holy retribution. Oh, yeah. Oh, well then. Evil. Evil. Yeah, evil. <laughs> e. Ow. Sorry, fellas. Alright, this is gonna be the worst map I've ever made. Sorry about this, guys. Uh. <laughs> let's 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 climb up to the sky and fight up there, guys. I feel like that's a good vantage point. I think we will fall to our deaths. Cause I for one am not climbing a sausage tree. Alright. <laughs> Why not? I just haven't really envisioned you see those two red squares? so. That is the map. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Where's the red squares? Show me the red squares. The red squares. squares are to the right. To the right. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Oh, Didn't you plan for us to do this? We need So that, that is real. the pumpkin patch and that is the shack right there. Wow. It's so immersive. Oh, no. I'm sorry, then. Oh, no. But it's it's no, enough no. geometry that you have an understanding of what it is. I suppose. Where is the all start right, of so, the pumpkin pit? You're, you're currently all around this pumpkin patch where okay. the two pumpkins and the mushroom are. Um, Ari, you are first up on the initiative. What do you want to do? Um, well, firstly, Figob, you actually yeah. gave it a whack, so I'm going to have you go ahead and make a like, staff attack on one of those pumpkins. Staff attack? Yeah, uh, your staff would do damage if you whacked it. Probably just like a d6, but you'd have to roll to hit first. If he uses two hands, it could be a d8. <laughs> like a quarter staff. It's a bonkening. Does, so he get a, the, does he get advantage because the, the pumpkin wasn't ready? No, the pumpkin was ready. It knew it knew you were there. That's a no. But was he was he was he ready for us to just straight up whack him out of nowhere? That's a twelve. You're not well, going to Sorry, uh, a twelve oh, is exactly cool. what you needed. Yeah, I can't yes. imagine a pumpkin's AC is. Go high. ahead and roll damage on this pumpkin. He saw us talking. Where am I? I'm right next to Ari. I'm like, boop, oh. boop, boop. Imagine you're cooking, but you have to beat the armor class of the vegetable you're cutting. <laughs> I mean, in a way, you, you kind of you kind of do. These are massive pumpkins, by the way. They're also sentient. So How big are so they? What, it's like three plus, what, like my strength modifier? So like five? Yeah. Five. Speak right. to these five damage. Five damage to pumpkin two. That's pumpkin squash to you. All right, Ari, you're up. Hello. Figolb has just given one of these pumpkins a whack, uh, and in response you see, you know how you could just make out eyelids in a mouth before? Yep. You see the eyelids start to flutter open, oh, and the mouth start to ah, stretch open. There's just this blackness beneath the mouth, um, or behind the mouth rather, and the eyes are just kind of this glowing orange. Ew, I hate it. Thanks. Yeah. Gross. I'm okay. a big fan of that. Ari is gonna grab her trusty <laughs> katana. Mm-hmm. And I she's like we, gonna... I feel like I would have noticed that mouth. Yeah, if only someone pointed it out! <laughs> the mouth was closed. It's like, it's like an actual human face, basically. So it just looks like a very slight crack over the pumpkin, but then when it opens the mouth, it's just this blackness beyond. That, if that makes that's sense. That's pretty cool. Definitely that's does not sweet. hit. Wait. Wait. 
Wait a second, let me calculate. These, these things don't have huge armor costs. Okay, yes, it's exactly it. It's a 12, yes. Yeah, gonna hit. So you draw your katana as you see, anticipate Figog smacking the pumpkin. Yes. That is an 8. Okay. 8 damage to pumpkin 1 or pumpkin 2? Uh, pumpkin 1. Because it's right in front of me. Gotcha. Alright, a fair chunk of damage on pumpkin 1. You whack it with your katana and you notice for a pumpkin, its hide is actually like... It's pretty thick. It's not a regular pumpkin. To be fair, I I did carve pumpkins and that shit was hard. So... yeah, you don't get to do it. It's not like a perfect clean strike and the pumpkin's sla- like slashed into. Um, you do do a fair chunk of damage Hell yeah. on it. Next up is Figol. You got this fella. Um, um okay. So... Me and Tim just jamming to the, to the f- music. I'm always jamming, man. Yeah. Beatrice is going to uh, take a tasty, delicious bite out of it. Pumpkin 2. Okay. Raw pumpkin? That's bold. Uh, delicious. <laughs> that, is, that is not gonna hit. Nat one. Whoa. Uh, Beatrice. Oh you my goodness. command Beatrice to strike back at this pumpkin. Uh, however, Beatrice, for whatever reason, seems really freaked out by this sentient pumpkin. And she goes, and starts hissing at it. And she sort of, her hair stands on end, her back arches, and her eyes just go, like, have you seen those photos of cats just looking, like, there's a few photos out there, I think, even of panthers and, like, tigers and lions and shit, mm. just looking really scared. Their eyes are just really wide. They look really freaked out. That's what, Be- that's the face Beatrice is doing right now. Oh. She does not want to fuck with this pumpkin. Sweet little angel. She doesn't even swipe at it. Anything else you want to do? <laughs> yeah, Fred is going to, uh, is going to oh. wander into this little square that, Actually, no, he's gonna, he's gonna chill back. He's just gonna, he's just gonna flame seed. Flame seed? He's gonna yeah, flame. Firing over Farron's head. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna like lob it, like arc it. <laughs> okay. Oh, stop. That one's gonna hit. Stop. Yeah, it's gonna hit. Me almost. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit Pumpkin 2. And it's gonna do. Four, three, seven. Seven fire damage. Okay. Pumpkin 2 is looking to be in a pretty bad way as the flame seed arcs up over Farron's head and starts to hit it and starts to burn away some of its flesh. Uh, and at this point, uh, it is now a slightly cooked, slightly charred pumpkin. Um, <laughs> just kind of pumpkin juice is just kind of dribbling over its face, which honestly just makes it look even more nightmarish. Next up is Farron. Oh boy. Oh boy, I'm gonna... I'm gonna do it. Do it to what? Alright, can you can pumpkin one and pumpkin two make constitution saving throws and fail? Absolutely. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's a 13 for pumpkin one and a nat 20 for pumpkin two. Oh fuck! Mm, Well pumpkin one, piece of shit, takes fucking this many. That's nine plus four. 13 radiant damage to pumpkin one. Epic. Okay. Uh, pumpkin one is looking in pretty bad ways. You're now burning it with this radiant damage, expelling out of your gauntlet. Uh, so nothing happens to pumpkin two? No, nothing happens. You, just you gotta go. spread it over to pumpkin two, and he just brute forces that. He takes it. Doesn't even seem to char him slightly. Anything else you'd like to do? I would like to chill. 
Gotcha. Chilling engaged. Alright, you guys have not done anything to uh, the little mushroom fella over here. Um, Is he about to cast Paralyzing Spawn? <laughs> From your perspective, um, this little mushroom guy uh, has just kind of started like, it's just his head basically, the top sort of flat part of the mushroom. It's just kind of like quivering and moving. Uh, and now you see soil uh, begin to move as his little sort of uh, bipedal, vaguely human-like mushroom body just sort of rises him. up out of the dirt. Uh, and you see these two little white, like completely blank uh, eyes uh, at the sort of the base of the stem of the mushroom. And he's going to start moving over and go to attack you, Ari. So it's 5, 10, 15. He shambles over, still covered in soil. That is a... It's a nat 1. Yay! And he only has... Oh, wait, no, he does have two attacks. So the first one's a nat 1, the second one's a 19. So that one's going to hit. Yep. So it only does four points of slashing damage to you as he shambles up. And you see he's actually got these claws at the end of his little sort of mushroom arms. And he goes... As he sort of hisses at you. Uh, one, you manage to, he doesn't like barely even complete, so it's very, very lazy. He's clearly sort of just waking up um, as he's shambling over to you like that. Uh, but then the second swipe is almost like a drunken sort of like fist fight. Mm. The second swipe just like. Just kind of. <laughs> and the claws me. actually do sink into you, uh, and yeah, they draw Rude. blood. Little, little sting. Um, next up is the pumpkins. The pumpkins? The pumpkins. You better not. The pumpkins. So, Alright. Farrant. Pumpkin 2 is going to hit you with... It? He's going to hit yeah, you so, with it? So Pumpkin 2 is going to hit you with his Construct Attack. So that is a... It's a 10, which means it's going to miss. Basically, um, you see... You know, much like the mushroom guy that you've just seen erupt out of the ground, you see soil start to move and disperse, and then you see these vines and roots start to sort of splay out um, of the soil. And you're now looking at basically a pumpkin with all these like roots and vines as like a weird, stunted kind of body. And it scuttles along almost like a spider oh. with this grinning, maniacal looking pumpkin head. <laughs> on top. This is... Uh, and the vines reach out to try and constrict around you. They're actually going for your gauntlet, um, but you manage to kind of, like, bat them away. Uh, pumpkin I'm 1, meanwhile, is going to do a different attack. I don't... Um, he is going to... I don't remember this in Cinderella. <laughs> Let's quickly have a measure. Right, right, right. 15 foot radius. He is going to use entangling plants, which means uh, as his friend goes to uh, entangle you with vines, but you bat it away, Farrant. Um, pumpkin mump number one, meanwhile, exact same thing as pumpkin number two. He sort of reaches out of the soil and he's got this weird kind of like stunted spider-like body that he's now crawling along on. Um, and... That spider-like body, you see the roots just sort of start to um, splay out underneath his pumpkin head. But then the roots start to sliver, almost like you're looking at you know, 15, 20 tiny little snakes that are slivering around. And they actually start to um, sliver around this 15-foot radius. So it hits Ari, 
Farrand and Figob and V. It hits basically everyone except for the mushroom guy within this radius. Um, so the area is now difficult terrain as these roots are now just trying to take hold and, and sli they're slivering around and they're trying to grasp your feet and your legs and you're having to kind of kick them off, which makes the area difficult terrain. Um, and everyone also needs to make a strength saving throw. Oh God. Bruh, I got a nine. That's a fail. Oh my fucking yeah. God. Okay. That's a success from Figolb and Farron. Mine's a Sorry, dirty, and dirty 20. Uh, <laughs> You are now restrained. Oh, my no. friend You have the restrained condition on you. Uh, last yes. in the initiative order is Henry. 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 He's gonna. He's gonna distract Mushroom One. Fucking yes. Does a fly by a Mushroom One? Ari, you're up. That's me. I'm Ari. You're now just looking down at all these vines that are slivering around. You just sort of kick them off. Like, get off. Get off. Get off me, you cheeky cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a preview of Ari's new voice coming soon in arc two of the eight dice. Yep. Um, she's been smoking uh, Flinty's pipe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, she's gonna... God damn it. I need to stop drinking out of this water bottle. It gets water everywhere, dude. <laughs> Crikey. Okay. This is fucking shit. Let me just have a quick check of Rooney at Oh, no. Oh, no. What is it? Don't worry about it. Do your chickaroonie. Wow. How dare you disrespect me this way. Um, she's gonna go for Pumpkin 1 again with Grex Katana, which it's technically hers now, but... Yes, it is Ari's Katana. That is a 22. That's gonna hit on Pumpkin 1. Crikey. Go ahead and roll damage. My damage... What's your damage? Okay. Uh, where is it? There it is. That is a seven. Slice. Okay. A seven, that is enough to kill Pumpkin One. Yay. Uh, so you draw your katana and as you're sort of like having to do a little like soft shoe shuffle, you know, um, to try and stop the vines from grasping around your legs and your feet, Draw a katana, crying out, slam the katana down, and split Pumpkin 1 very satisfyingly in two. Pumpkin 1 is now dead. And twin. Anything else you'd like to do, Ari? She is gonna... What is she gonna... She's gonna... kind of look... to... Figolb. Okay. And then she's gonna go... Dearest wild friend, you cheeky wee cunt, you may have blown up a tower, but let's see you blow up their skulls. And then you suddenly are filled with bardic inspiration. I miss half of the lyrics because your microphone's worse than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I heard something about blowing up the tower. Hey, I, I heard something about blowing up a tower. That, that's all I got. But I, I'm going to put two and two together and assume that was aimed at Fugo. Yeah. Figob now has Bardic Inspiration. That okay. is the end of my turn. Next up is Figob. Look at that. Okay. So that's a 1d8 for you, fella. <laughs> it's a maniacal world. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> that's, that's scary. I could, probably, I could probably kill Mushroom 1 and Pumpkin 2, but I'd also probably kill Farron in the process. And me, I'm right there. 
He's on he's on 19 HP if that. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to have uh I'm just going to have B attack pumpkin 2. <laughs> okay. You got this B. <laughs> B's not keen on the uh... She's not uh, what, what's what's the total? <laughs> She's not a fan of the pumpkins. The, the total? Yeah. Um, 11? 11, that is just shy, unfortunately. Their AC is 12. B does actually kind of shulks up at you, Figob, and you sort of, you know, go on, go on. <laughs> shulks up at you kind of like for reassurance because she's really freaked out by this pumpkin. So she sort of hisses at it and goes to kind of make a bat, but it's a little bit half-hearted as she bats at it with, a, with her claws. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't even scratch the surface of the pumpkin's rather considerably thick hide. So what about the rest of your turn? Fred is going to run to this space and is going to cast Fiery Tilbertation to to here. Okay. Which means Pumpkin 2 and Mushroom 1 make a dexterity saving throw. That's a nat 20 for Pumpkin 2. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit, shit. he's a raid boss, dude. <laughs> he really is, yeah. Uh, that's a fail for mushroom number one. Okay, mushroom mushroom one. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your damage. <laughs> Did we get hit by that as well? No. <laughs> well, if you if you don't choose to teleport, then yeah. But Just choose uh, to teleport, Lord. Uh You are currently restrained, Farrand. Uh... How does that interact with the teleportation? I'm assuming you still can. Teleport out. <laughs> yeah, you teleport, teleport out of being restrained. I am magically restrained, yeah. bro. This bitch is holding me a fucking vines. <laughs> uh, I guess it is slightly magical though, but I'm still out. It is a little bit. It's a little bit magical. You're in the Feywild. A little bit magical. I feel like if I magical. were attacked by vegetables, I'd say that's a bit magical. But I'm over here now. I'm over here where where where, where Fred is. Uh, mushroom one is gonna take five fire damage. Gotcha. You're actually you're actually in this square. Which square? And and Ari needs to be here unless Ari chooses not to teleport. Uh, Ari will teleport. Okay. Okay. So with the fire teleportation, massive fireball erupts. It just kind of licks mushroom number one. Does a little bit of damage to him. Uh, pumpkin number two completely tanks the damage somehow. Uh, and just you see as it all, this circle with all the vines all erupts. The vines start <laughs> screaming this high pitched squeal. Aww. They start writhing and kind of burning up a little bit. Um, however, pumpkin number two, as the flames start to clear, you just see its face still in a massive sort of maniacal grin. Uh, Completely untouched, uncharred, unburnt. The candle in his uh, mouth is melted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to do, Figol? Um. No. Farrant, you're up. My turn. Hee <laughs> hee. Can I? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. And even though this is difficult terrain, can I just walk right back into it like an idiot? <laughs> Yes, you, you can do that, <laughs> if you want. Four or five movement. Okay, cool. Yay, I'm back inside, guys. How's it going? All right. Uh, like... You're back into the difficult terrain area. Yeah. Um, do I need to make a strength saving throw? Oh, hold on. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just the. I don't think you do. No. I mean, mm, I'm gonna be nice to say you don't. Really, you're gonna be nice and say I do? I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. Oh, I mean, I, I could be mean, basically. But I'm not don't tempt him. Be nice. What are you doing? I'm gonna. I wanna have both of them make a Constitution saving throw again and lose this gotcha. time. For real, please, you stop. Mushroom man. That is a nineteen. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. Pumpkin man. That is a sixteen. All right, they're both totally fine. Nothing happens. <laughs> oh my god, no. So no- nothing happens to either of them. You just run back no, into be nice. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to make, uh, let out a, a, a sigh. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Even a sigh has been up. let out. Uh, Mushroom is next. He's going to make an attack on you, Farron. No. You better stop. Stop it. That first one's a twenty-one. That might hit me. I think it does. Second one's a fourteen. So only that- one of them hits. The uh, 14 hits me as well. There's 14. Right. That's my 18. That is eight points of slashing damage as he slashes his uh, surprising little claws uh, at the end of his arms. I go owie, and then... Yeah. Next nice. up is pumpkin number two. Pumpkin number two is going to attack you. Oh, all right. That is a 22 to hit. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a strength saving throw. Can the title of this episode be Veggie Tales? Seven. It's <laughs> actually a really good idea. Uh, You're welcome. You've just, you've... <laughs> that is ten points of bludgeoning damage to you, Figolb, and you are now restrained. Oh, fuck. As he does another vine attack at you, grasping uh, around your little goblin feet. Not the little goblin feet. Little Goblin Fee, that was eight points of damage. Henry is next. Henry. Another distraction Henry. on mushroom number one. Yeah. We've gotcha. Got Henry. Ari is next. That's me. I'm Ari. Uh, she's gonna trot back I'm in. Sure about that. How do you? Five, ten, fifteen. And she's gonna make a swipe with um the katana. Okay. Fuck me. Okay, another 22. You get a D4 on it because it's distracted, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't even need, you don't even need yeah, it. Yeah, you don't need it. <laughs> um, that is a lovely three. Okay. <laughs> Not quite enough to kill this mushroom, unfortunately, but as you draw out your katana, your blade does strike, tr- does strike true, and you manage to cut off a little bit of its, like, Top. flat uh, cap on the front of it, the cap of the mushroom. That's the correct term, isn't it? Um, and as you cut through it, it's this strange kind of like a rubbery texture. Yeah. It almost feels like your sword's about to bounce through, like you're cutting up like a mattress or something. Hmm. Um, as this rubbery flesh kind of falls down. Anything else you want um, to do? As the sword doesn't like completely kill it, she's just going to go, she's going to glare at it and say, shiitake. <laughs> I don't get that joke, <laughs> but okay. It's a type of mushroom. <laughs> I see, and I it see. sounds like the S word. I see, I see, <laughs> I get it now. I gotta cook with mushrooms enough, clearly. Figol was next. Um. Yeah, Beast is gonna 
try and bite. Do another attack. <laughs> I feel like we're all just sort of tired of this pumpkin. Yeah! Oh! Oh! Let's go! B, B, oh, B, yeah. B! B B's B is looking a little the... bit nervous again, but then you give her a little nudge with your stick and you're like, go on, go on. I threaten B, I'm Come like, on, you're getting cooked if you don't. Oh, <laughs> fuck! If you don't fucking bite this thing, I swear I to God. I thought it would be gentle coercion, not I'll fucking eat you. <laughs> The gentle coercion quickly turns into intense coercion. B gets freaked out and starts savaging this thing with her claws. Don't forget your bardic inspiration. Ten. Ten. That is enough to kill Pumpkin too. Yay. Yes. <laughs> B, yeah. B just, we have B just mauls. It's B just mauls the pumpkin and like starts biting it. Just starts eating the pumpkin B just like says entirely. It's or B eight. <laughs> ripping through this raw pumpkin with her claws, the flesh flying everywhere uh, and as she does so the vines all appear to sort of wilt they turn from brown to black and then they sort of fall away almost like ash on the breeze as the storm is now well and truly rolling in you're all getting splattered with rain only the mushroom is next dude the mushroom must be so chill in the rain he's got like an umbrella built in yeah 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 what he's, a fella. he's he's been chilling uh ari oh wait no yeah i was gonna Baron say Hero. i just Sorry had my turn I, I thought oh, i thought we'd yay. just finished a turn Alright, I'd Listen like him to make a, classic. make a deck save. <laughs> How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? I don't know, teach me again. Uh, 18. <laughs> Woo! I nothing like... happens. I'm I go... so sorry, Farron. I feel like you've done nothing this whole session. <laughs> I did a, a deck save IRL. Yeah, so you, you guys are just going over and looking at Farron as he's just... He's snapping his fingers on his gauntlet, sort of doing finger guns, like, why isn't it working? <laughs> Nothing's happening. Uh, Mushroom Man is next. I have been forsaken. Why have God forsaken first, me? First is a nat one. Yay. Well, lots of nat ones and nat 20s this session. For Yay. Uh, second is a 16, attacking uh, you, Farrant. Yes, no. <laughs> I just attacked it, leave him alone. That is another five points of slashing damage to you, Farrant. Once more, the claws at this point, your arms are covered in these scratches and burns. You've had a pretty rough day. You've been soaking up all this damage without Duva here uh, to cover for you. Henry is next. Henry's going to distract the mushroom Henry. man, which means Ari. Back at the top of the round with you. What are we doing? Slash. I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling oh it. Oh my fucking god. That's another 22. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting these bro. rolls from, but you should give them to James. Yeah, James, do you want to swap? I mean, James, James is rolls a are seven. fine. Well, that's it's true. Just... It's, it's, not, it's not James's rolls. It's my rolls are unusually good. Seven. Uh, seven points of damage. Yep. Another decent chunk of damage. This Myconid is in a critical state. As you, you've shaved off one half of its sort of like mushroom cap. Now you've shaved off the other. And <laughs> you've gone shing, shing with your sword, and now you're just pointing the tip of the katana against it. And even though its eyes are just kind of like blank and expressionless, you sort of see its soft, uh, rubbery mushroom face kind of contort into something that looks a little bit like fear. <laughs> At this point, it's looking very goofy because both sides of its mushroom head have oh now been no. chopped off entirely. Yeah, it's looking very sad. Okay. Figo, be up. We have to destroy him. He's too powerful. Wait, 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 If only Akros could see these rolls, he would be so impressed. 
I cry. Bro, you'd be like, damn. Okay. <laughs> this one is such a bop. So B's, B's gonna move here okay, and then it like. fits this uh, session pretty well. Run 20 feet. Oh, fuck. And attempt an attack. Okay. Uh, I don't know, the idea of like a giant panther just running full force at me is horrifying. It is scary. Well, it's, it's running past you. So yeah, but... it's, it's, it's running past you, then doing a 90 degree turn to attack the thing <laughs> next to you. <laughs> she like Tokyo drifts a little. Scream! Blows up some dust. <laughs> some pumpkins. That is going to be... 21. That's going to hit. Uh, Only okay. some damage. Alright. 6, 12, 14, 16, 17. That is way overkill. Uh, as B runs back and then runs past you, Ari, uh, she jumps on this little mushroom man and just starts tearing him apart. And you hear this gurgle, gurgling sound coming from the little, oh. little mushroom guy, and then it almost just turns into like a scream at the end, and then the scream is silent oh. as B is just like right, throwing him to one side or the other, almost like a chew toy. Um, and then she just tosses his shredded, eviscerated, what remains of his little mushroom body uh, off to the side. R.I.P. man. All right, we are out of initiative. I, so that was an experience. Please don't whack pumpkins in the future. Are there more pumpkins around? No. I think we should just go inside the shack. There are more pumpkins around, yes. <laughs> should we should we head inside the look shack? At, look at Farron right now. Look at Farron's just like covered in scratches and burns. Farron, do you need? He's gonna do it. Do you need help? He's gonna do it on purpose. Do you need help? He wants to kill me. Would you like some nah, healing? No, I'm fine. I'm good. No, nah, I'm, you're not. One hundred percent. I think you need some healing. I collapse onto my hands. The, the, the rain is a little. It's, it's kind of getting on my nerves. The rain a little bit. I think we should maybe go inside the shack I, and have a look around. I think How could this guy live here and like be happy with himself? This is awful. Farend, I think we should do some healing. Then we can head inside the shack and get out of the cold. Or the okay, rain. please. Okay. I need healing. I okay. need healing. Okay, so you're gonna uh, enter the shack? Uh, just a moment. Timothy, I'm trying to heal our friend, our buddy, our pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T -t 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 Timothy Sombers. Timothy? Farron, our fellow, our little old pal. <laughs> Please, Please do, not do not die on us Die on us now. now. It's a certified hood classic. Hey, Dice Heads, if you know the song, sing along. <laughs> hey, Dice Heads, that's available on vinyl right now. Yeah. <laughs> check, check the store. We've got all, all of Ari's best, <laughs> best singles. Hits. Okay, what level would you like, in theory? I'm good. No, you're physically not. <laughs> just, just, just hit me with a level one. I'm, I'm alright. Okay, don't complain. <laughs> don't worry about the grid being gone. I won't be complaining. Okay, but she's just gonna walk up to gone. you. She's gonna walk up to you. And just kind of pat your shoulder. Well, it's like very Ow. disproportioned because of how small she is compared to you. And then she's just going to say, It's okay now, dear friend. Have a tiny bit. <laughs> emphasis on tiny bit. Ah. <laughs> Have six healing. 
Thank you. You're I am one, grateful. You're the one that asked for a level one, buddy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm grateful. Okay, I let's appreciate it. Let's head inside. Okay. Who goes first? I'll go first. Don't worry. No. <laughs> I'm clutching under my arm. I'm, I'm limping. Ari I'm limping just, over to the she door. She just pushes in front and opens the door. <laughs> okay. As Farron's going to limp towards, you cut in front, Ari. You don't even knock. Open the wooden front door. And as you step inside, the place looks pretty different to how Figob described it. Figob described just what looks like an ordinary kitchen. Uh, but as you step inside, this... It almost looks like you're in some kind of colossal wooden palace uh, of a kind. And I, I say that mainly just because it's huge. You enter into this huge chamber. It's like you've walked into this this massive temple with these super oh, high ceilings. It's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside <laughs> temple. That is kind of how it looks. Yes, Figob, as you follow Ari inside, it seems like it's bigger this on place the is... Does it also much, travel much through space equal. and time, Tim? Ari runs out and does, <laughs> like, a, a full round the shack and touches the walls. <laughs> no. This is so Tumblr circa 2013. It's super, super hulok, man. Um, no. It does seem like this place is bigger on the inside. However, uh, Figob, as you follow uh, Ari and Farrand inside, after Ari's done her little performance around the side... Um, <laughs> Figob, you soon realize what you're looking at here is the exact same, exact, like, to the the nearest cheese wheel kitchen that you were looking at through the window, except it's massive. But it's the exact same. It looks identical to you. Everything's placed the exact same way. And as you look over it, what at first seemed to be these colossal hills inside the chamber that you just entered with the massive high ceilings, you realize that these actually are uh, massive slabs of meat and cheese and bread. It's almost like this kitchen is giant, but it is still the exact same kitchen that you were looking at through the window. Uh, what's all this then? Can I, uh, so we're looking for this, like, talisman. Am I able to, like, make a perception check? Sure. About what's going on in there, like, maybe if I can see anything that looks like a talisman. You can make a perception check. <laughs> what a fucking, I don't perceive much <laughs> that is a, a failure on the perception check you are I get, an, I get an 11 you're looking over and yeah you see these massive slabs of meat massive slabs of cheese massive slabs of bread um, on this sort of vast kind of uh, shelf that you've just entered into uh, and as you're sort of looking around just to see if you can find a talisman anywhere you're looking over to the right it's almost like you're standing on a cliff top, and then you realize, Figolb, as you're poking around and sort of prodding things with your staff, um, that you're all standing on the kitchen countertop of this small wooden kitchen. Uh, well, what's going on? What's happening? Where are we? It appears that, uh, we are in a kitchen. Whoa, I had no idea. <laughs> we gotta look for that talisman, I guess. A ta do you know what the talisman looks like, or what? 
No, no idea. Not right. even slightly. Very excellent. Very cool. Probably like a talisman. Well, talismans but can look different. Magical. Fiegel has made a pretty poor perception check. You guys I will perception roll checks one. Well, if you want. I will also roll. That, my friend. Give me the big numbers. What the F? Mine is oh, wow, a thanks. dirty 21. Oh, okay. I got a dirty 22. <laughs> Into okay, kitchen. Farrand. With that, pretty high perception check. Sort of ears are curling inwards, uh, as they usually do when you enter a new chamber, just to see if you can hear any signs of danger. And you can hear a creaking sound. It seems to be coming from, again, massive. Everything inside this chamber is massive. But there is just a little wooden staircase that seems to lead up to a second floor in this shack. This bottom floor appears to be entirely kitchen. Uh, but there's a staircase leading upwards, and you can just hear a creaking, Second shuffling kind of sound, almost like footsteps coming down the staircase. What's I up? hear footsteps creaking coming down that staircase, and I point to that oh, yeah, wooden yeah. staircase. I think someone's uh, coming. Should we hide and see who it is and kind of suss out the game plan? Where do we hide? I mean, it's pretty giant. I'm pretty sure we can. It's very easy to find somewhere to hide. Right, you, yeah, as you say that, you're looking at these massive sort of like <laughs> slabs of pork and beef and cheese and sliced loaves of bread. All right, then let's go. Are you in on I'm going this? Into the, I'm going into the bread. Okay. Um, you are going to hide behind the bread. Uh, make me a stealth check, Farron. <laughs> oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. As the creaking sound is just getting <laughs> louder and louder and louder. I have a plus zero on my stuff. That's ten stealth. Okay, it's Ari ten. is gonna try hide in like a cheese wheel hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe a stealth check. brain. <laughs> Ineffective. Matt, my friend. Ineffective rat brain. <laughs> um, that is a six. Oh. It's so far, and you just like gingerly <laughs> trying to like flatten yourself against. A loaf of bread. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> you see Ari is going for a little slice of cheese with various different holes inside of it, and she goes to scurry inside the holes, and she sort of burrows inside, but her legs are just like clearly sticking out. They're super visible. Um, Figo, are you going to make a stealth check as well? Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, I'll try, like... I'll also try hiding some cheese. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. What about your animals? strategy. <laughs> Just because he wants to hide in there and like eat the cheese. That's what Ari wanted to do. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was it was with disadvantage! It was with disadvantage! What? 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 <laughs> it was meant to what be! The hell? It was meant to be! I had to, be. I had to roll <laughs> fucking stealth with disadvantage. I rolled double nat 20. <laughs> That's the craziest. You're using hacks or some shit, man. That's the craziest roll I've ever seen. Oh what? what the hell? So, you're going to scurry over oh to the cheese wheel. <laughs> James, James just looks depressed. He doesn't look excited at all. <laughs> tw tw 24, know, by the way. Both of, both of those are 24. James, why do you look so distraught by your friend's Bro, it's success? The, it's, the, it's the envy. It's creeping in. It's the jealousy. It's destroying me. Harry's feet are on this spine. You know what? I'm not going to say it like that. 
All right. So, big old, you go clunk, clunk, clunk. You're wearing your chain mail, your scout mail, armor, which usually uh, gives you really uh, rough stealth. Cheek. But you got cheese on the brain. <laughs> As you're running towards that same, uh, well, not the same, but you, you pick a different cheese wheel to Ari, just very close to also hide inside one of the holes. You just completely <laughs> vanish into the cheese. You get sort of pretty deep in, and then you um, just start like taking fistfuls of the cheese so you can burrow deeper and deeper <laughs> inside it until eventually you were just enveloped in shadow. And you're a good, like, I mean, it's hard to use measurements at the moment because you're tiny, um, but you'd be a good, like, inch or so further into the cheese than you were when you first huddled inside. So you are completely invisible at this point. You are you are deep within the, the cavern of cheese, as it were. The cavern Meanwhile, Ari of is Ari is completely uh visible. Her, her um, feet are visible. Alright, so her little tootsies uh, are on display. Yes. Um <laughs> so meanwhile, uh as you're all hiding uh inside uh various pieces of cheese and bread, you hear funk, 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 funk. These are uh, footsteps coming down the creaking staircase until eventually the figure that's walking down the staircase is revealed. <gasps> and we will get to that after a very quick break. Yay! I was gonna say, if you leave Vernie oh. Tales here, I'll throw a fit. <laughs> <laughs> 